Internet. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday Night Citizens Against Harmful Technology conference call. I'm Neil Chevrier, your moderator for the evening. There are many targeted individuals in the United States and other countries with electronic weapons and organized gang stalking. It is our mission to expose this technology, the people using it, and claim our right to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness for all people. It is also our mission to give empowering knowledge and support to the many under duress from this illegal, inhumane program. Please use star 8 on your phone to request being unmuted if I've had to mute the whole room for too much background noise I can't find. If you have any questions or comments, otherwise you can use the star 6 feature on your phone to mute yourself if you're going to be making background noise or you're not speaking. And then you can hit star 6 again to unmute yourself when you'd like to interact in the conversation. The podcast is every Sunday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time till about 1.30 in the morning. You can log on to w.talkshoe.com and put in the call ID 139744 if you want to uh, look in the chat room, too. Looks like we got some background noise here that I couldn't find. Uh, so you can log into into talkshoe.com and you can listen to the call through your computer speakers or um, write in the chat room and interact with people in there while you while you listen um, and be on your phone at the same time if you don't know that. Please don't put your phone on speaker when you're unmuted because it causes delay when you're unmuted that everybody hears on the call. The views of the callers are not necessarily. The views of Citizens Against Harmful Technology. You will find many kind, supportive people on our calls and a variety of people that need to express their frustrations and perspectives, too. Please be kind to each other. Have tolerance and patience with each other to help facilitate our progress and fulfill our mission. Remember, it's the diversity and unity of our group that bring empowerment for everyone. And, and this is so true. We're, we're all lucky to have each other and bounce back from our less-than-healthy interactions and how people act under duress and have broken bodies and minds. So be proud of yourselves. Keep in mind the motives of those perpetrating these crimes and the technology they use to divide, conquer, and control. Their typical strategies are diversion, disinformation, and negativity. Much of these effects are from frequency warfare and thought control being implemented to cause these undesired effects. Could somebody hit star six when they're uh, rattling dishes around or whatever? It is through compassion and mutual effort that we will accomplish our goals. Let's really believe that, what we all share, that that we are co-creators here. Maybe we can't just toss the 1% in, in prison with our thoughts right away, but you know what? The truth is coming out. Okay, I just muted all because I don't feel like listening to that background noise. Um, so it is through compassion and mutual effort that we will accomplish our goals, be part of the team, become a targeted individual warrior, and spread the truth far and wide so positive changes can be implemented. 
I'll do my best as your moderator to make sure everyone gets their turn to share tonight, as long as it's in the best interest of our progress and mission statement. Talking endlessly, changing the subject, and interrupting break the flow of healthy interaction. Get in the flow, be polite, and considerate so we can have a productive call. If you have an emergency situation, uh, feel free to interrupt and express your urgency, and we'll all do what we can do to help you. Um, please remember others are waiting to share, too, so get to the point and allow any topics being discussed to finish before starting a new one. MK Ultra people talk at 100 miles an hour sometimes, and, you know, maybe we get taken over and we start doing that, and just, just try to watch yourself if that's happening to you. Um, and consider that things that we're talking about might be beneficial to everybody or at least the majority of the people on the call. Um, so we've all heard many of our variety of stories, and some of them are the same and some of them are unique. But but just consider what would be in the best interest of uplifting and empowering everybody that's here. Thank you. So tonight, um, I'm embarrassed to say that I forgot to turn on the recording because we really just jumped into a passionate discussion about humanity sitting on the edge of its seat and what ex where is our power, what is, what is empowering truth that we can use, and what is this battle really about. And after 400 hours of conference calls with engineers and technicians and a few really observant people, that I brought into R&D because I saw them as an asset for what they had to share and offer, um, I really came to the realization that technologically I was not going to understand all this in a lifetime. And it was overwhelming. And we did come to understand some of these systems to, to some extent and be able to do a few things to to help ourselves, which was good. But I started getting the feeling that I was missing something. And uh, for those who have a really open mind and like to just contemplate things and <clears throat> digest it and sleep on it, I really recommend uh, going to Alfred Lambremont Weber. And it's Weber is W-E-B-R-E. -E. And he's done some interviews with Peter Kling, who has had quite a life, and with some other people, and they're talking about artificial intelligence and and talking about Nibiru and asteroids and cataclysms and human history and a variety of things. And, uh, you know, Alfred's no really good-looking guy or anything like that, but you, you sit there and you watch him in the interview because um, they're showing the room of the person he's interviewing, and then they're showing him and you really start to get it that this guy is special because he brings in a variety of some pretty special speakers uh, that will give some things that give us some understanding of what has happened in human history, uh, how it's happened, uh, and where we're going, and what we're capable of doing. And the biggest message that I'm getting, which I'm sharing, and obviously felt very passionate about at the beginning of the call, 
is uh, whether we choose to become lighthouses with disciplined minds that could actually make a course of events go different by rather than playing the victim mentality of, yeah, this is happening to you and you wouldn't choose for it to happen to you, uh, but taking a more empowering stance and choosing to exercise your right as an individual to create some of what you choose to be in your life and what's around you against the odds. And, and this is the challenge. And, and I'd have to say, even though I'm an inquisitive person and have been since I was born, um, I probably wouldn't have had to do so much deep research in so many directions if I didn't get sick back in 1990 and attacked by uh, directed energy weapons in 92 when they almost killed me. Uh, so I could say the impetus to grow more and learn more and reach to where I am, I am now today to share this with all of you, uh, that we do have a conscious choice. Uh, there is a collective energy of the people in the world that will create certain things. And there may be purposes in some of those things. Um, and it may be guided by a master creator that says, you know, if you go through this experience, you'll learn the things to grow up in the ways that I'll be able to give you something so beautiful, you'll just go, oh my God. I mean, it's been reported that the music that angels make, that a, that a few people have heard, that they sit there and cry, that, that people who have seen apparitions of Mary show up in front of a church, drop to their knees crying with a feeling that so much love was pouring into them. So a few great beings have come along to this planet and, and shared some of this kind of thing. And then you start to wonder, you know, well, maybe I'm a creator too. And, and maybe I'm headed in a direction. If I make a conscious choice, maybe those guys did steal all that ancient information that the ancient mystery schools had that go look at the video on YouTube where those Tibetan monks are doing this Gregorian chant, which happens to coincide with the, the solfeggio frequencies that we were cheated out of when they changed the, the tuning of orchestras uh, so that all those frequencies would be missed, that those guys, maybe 30, 50 of them are there, and they're singing this, this thing called a, Gre a Gregorian chant, and this 2,000-pound rock starts lifting 30 feet up in the air and sets itself down perfectly balanced on another rock. Well, how the hell did you do that? Golly gee, you know, I'll bet you they didn't build the pyramid by rolling giant rocks on, on a bunch of logs. There There's some things that we're missing out here. So I became more inquisitive, and I, and I started really wondering, you know, who are we really? These people are lying to me. They don't know the truth. Everybody says, you know, the world is round. Everybody agrees the world is round. Everybody says you got a pathogen in your body. Go to the doctor and take some antibiotics. Well, the doctor wasn't trained to know that these bugs that are around these days are going to mutate and turn into worse bugs that no antibiotic will kill, and they're going to trash your immune system. Any more than chemotherapy and radiation is going to help you beat cancer. Royal Rife came up with the answer to cure cancer in 1929. The AMA squished his company. So... 
these things about a variety of things cause me to become more inquisitive and say, no, somebody's lying here. Somebody's got a hidden agenda, and we've been cheated out of the truth. And now here we are in this time. We've suffered for a long time. The human race is sitting on the edge of a seat. Go look at the numbers out on YouTube on these topics about CERN and HARP and chemtrails and direct energy weapons. And you'll see thousands and millions of people. There is some of us, and we do know. And I'm telling you, we can make a conscious choice. If you're one little tiny light bulb and you feel insignificant like a a precarious candle sitting in an open window at night with the breeze blowing in that could blow it out, then you picture in your mind that that light doesn't blow out and that your light is going to add to all the other lights. Because I'm here to tell you, the more lights we can get shining on this planet, this is the very basis and purpose behind the frequency warfare that has controlled and manipulated and sucked the life out of the human race for centuries. And this planet, apparently by a lot of resources, is showing that it has cycles that the frequencies raise up. And when they raise up, the people that are ready, that are resonating at that frequency, that have learned these valuable secrets that were hidden from us, like our choice to choose what we create as little and insignificant, that you might be just one little candle sitting in a window shining a little bit of light. Well, the the truth of the matter is all those little lights add up to a big light, and those lights are higher frequencies than those that are hiding in the dark doing shitty things to everybody and the planet. And this is the, the biggest realization that I've come to. It does take discipline in our minds to sit down. Believe me, I'm the first one to to tell you to shut off our minds long enough. Oh, I've got to do laundry. I need to take a shower. I haven't eaten. Uh, The lawn needs mowing. i got to research this and do that. Man, I'm telling you, these guys will pound your brain and do everything that they can do to distract you from just sitting down and saying, you know what, Neil, shut up. If you just shut up and listen, there's something else out there, and I know this because it's come to me sometimes, something that cares about you, something that thinks you're beautiful, something that's helped you in, in situations in your life that you would call miracles, and, and it's to get tied into this energy. The big thing that they're trying to do is distract as many people as they can into not getting there. So it's Sunday, and everybody's going to church, and, you know, that's a really easy day to just sit down in the backyard in a, a chair where it's quiet and the birds are chirping and and contemplate some of this stuff and say, hmm, what, what kind of a difference could I make with my thoughts? What would I really choose this earth to be like? And would it be in the highest good if all these these people that aren't grown up enough to have mutual respect were all exposed and and put in places where they couldn't hurt anybody anymore. Um, there is a collective kind of an energy that I feel on, on many Sundays that I can just sit down and get to those higher places. 
and then you're starting to feel some kind of loving energy around you, and you're going to stop and do something creative instead of work, uh, and just, you know, honor that side of you to do something that gives you pleasure and joy, and they will do everything that they can do. They'll torture you, turn up the ringing in your ear, cause you pain, uh, put bad thoughts in your head, put fear thoughts in your head, everything that they can do to distract distract you because you're one more light on the planet that's raising the frequency with the thoughts that you're putting out. And you're inquisitive enough to read between the lines and to look in many places because you just have this feeling that you're being lied to and you're being disempowered on purpose. And the feeling that I get is that and I've had for a long time, is that this is the final war. And and this is symbolically the war between good and evil, for lack of a better term. And to me, it's like, let, let's get this over with, because there is a lot of good people on this planet, and they don't deserve this. And if it's caused you to grow being under duress, um, I'm glad that you realize that it has. Because I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's definitely caused me to grow and to become a, a better person and to learn more things about how beautiful we are, about how powerful we are, uh, even things that are off the deep end that these quantum physicists are talking about parallel universes and multiverses and you know, now the Army is, has put out some article that they're, they're admitting that they've done teletransport. Well, you know, the Philadelphia experiment wasn't the last uh, little attempt to try and do what they did there. They were trying to make their ship disappear and not be seen and not be detected on radar. So somebody found out something from some kind of technology that's available so just accepting, everybody says the world is round. Maybe it's round. Maybe it's flat. Maybe there's a whole other world in the middle of it, like they say about Agartha and Shambhala and all that. Uh, maybe there's not. Um, unless we can see it and know for our own selves, then we can only be speculating and and then perhaps be more inquisitive and reach a little deeper to find answers. I mean, we, we have some things in these times that weren't around in Hitler's war. We have the Internet full of knowledge. We have each other to be able to get on these calls. How many of us have never seen each other or hugged each other or shook each other's hand, yet we all know each other by our personalities and, and by the tone of our voice? And, and we're lucky to all have each other, because I think probably all of us would say, you know, it, it was so lonely and so scary thinking that I was the only one this was being done to, and none of my friends and family could possibly understand or believe it. You know, like when I had to tell my mother, you know, somebody put their poodle in a microwave to dry him off after they gave him a bath. And, I mean, that's pretty stupid, but the person just saw it as a dryer and did that, and it killed the dog. It cooked him from the inside out. Um, 
And I said, somebody's doing that to me, Mom, and I think I'm going to die, and I just want you to know I'll, I'll see you again, and I'll never forget you, and I just know this. And she could not accept that. And she said, I know you're an intelligent person, and you've got your wits about you, but what you're saying is off the deep end. And I said, I don't want to overwhelm you, but the more things that I learned, I, I shared with her. And then a neighbor came to me and said, dude, what you were saying is true. We saw this, this video, Jesse Ventura, brain invaders, and there's more people like you. And so I brought my mom over and I sat her down and she watched that video and tears ran down her face. And she said, this guy was a governor. And I said, I know. I said, I tried to tell you this is happening to me and it's happening to other people. And she got it. And she just said, I believe everything that you've ever told me that I doubted. So don't give up on that. Uh, creating unity. <clears throat> taking out the separation, the disinformation, the, the whole divide-and-conquer strategy is, is any possible way that we can reach to share a common thread of life and beauty and an appreciation for it itself <clears throat> with every person that we can possibly share it with to create more of that unity. And, and this will be the highest potential for us to change the course of events and avoid a catastrophe, a, a cataclysm at this point. Yeah, it's so important to keep that spiritual vision alive, and yet at the same time we're fighting a material war that requires weapons ourselves like meters and, and protective clothing and writing down license plates, writing down names that of you know where we get freak you know where we identify these weapons being placed you know it's, and it's and true. medical people who are who are turning up their machinery and hiding it and uh this you know if we know their little tricks and traps usually it's a simple thing they already have the devices if they were from the military then they go right into this program or if they were in medical they get co-opted by the FBI to do these, and, or if women are training their children to say they've been raped by men so they can destroy whole groups of people like in Waco or Jonestown where they, women will, you know, train their children, coach them to say things so they can murder, you know, 100 people in a church, you know. These are FBI tactics. They're, they're, these people have been doing this and getting away with it for a long time. It's a, it's a vicious, vicious thing. And, you know, you don't know how devious these people can be. But if we just allow people not to go and protect it, you know, into these weaponry and then laugh and giggle and, and you know... It's a real divide-and-conquer thing. It's a war, you know, it's like you say. it's been, And it's easy to lose your vision, you know, of the big picture. You know, how, you know, many of us took, a, you know, we're going to be priests and leaders and, you know, or at least followed, you know, you know leaders of, of good, sincere people. And, uh, you know, a lot of people fall, you know, by the wayside with this stuff. 
stuff. It's a vicious program. Uh, without, you know, I'm not saying go into the tri-field business, you know, go, put your stocks and bonds in tri-field, but, you know, I think it's it's a general purpose meter that um, is very effective at locating um, the devices in, in these follow-through cars that come back on your way back from shopping or a meeting or or if somebody comes to a meeting with a laptop weapon, or a, there could be a pre-placed ceiling weapon, and all medical visits, they, you you really, if you're targeted, you need to tell your outer group, you know, that's not being targeted now, that yeah, they're doing it, you know, dentists are doing it, doctors are doing it, and um, you know, it's it's hard to get through that that dissonance factor that. You know, people that swore an oath to not cause harm are are dedicated to murder and, and mayhem. It's 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 a real stretch, you know, and and it's in the sheriff's department, the police, and you know, we got to turn this around, get the courts, in, you know, to get judgments and get the sheriff and the police on our side because they they don't like these this program. You know, nobody. Does. No, they don't. I'll tell you when the the ex cop walked by here and aimed his phone at Skizzit sitting on the front porch, and she got up and followed him in in her truck and videoed him, and he got pissed off and came back by, and I was out in the front yard, and she was in the house, and he started pointing his phone at me, and I said, "Don't point your effing phone at me," and I stood up, and the guy's six two, I'm five eight, I don't give a shit. I'm going to stuff that phone down your throat if you don't quit what you're doing. You're turning on implants, and you're causing me suffering. Well, but he, most he, of it is 12 I'm sure it's 12-volt batteries. I, I bet it's... At that, that's in, that's insignificant. The point is, he said, I'm calling the cops. The cops showed up, and I handed him a booklet from Skizit. And I said, we're citizens against harmful technology, and you're messing with the wrong people. Uh, so, because he had said, well, uh, does she have any history, any history of mental health problems? And I said, no, she has a website called skizit.biz with 560,000 hits on it in three years. I said, you're messing with the wrong people here. I said, I'm sorry that some of this technology is being misused and that some of the people in your department are misusing this stuff and hurting good people. And I'm grateful for any of this technology that can be used to to help you in your work and keep you safe. And the cop was hanging his his head down in shame because I said I care about everybody that's here. And the whole thing is that all this drama stuff that that you're talking about it's true, it's real. As you said, we do have to deal with things on on the physical plane. But but the point is that if we're doing it from a victimization perspective, it is purposely bringing us down into a feeling of being disempowered and being the victim. And I had to realize this going through Lyme disease. Yeah, they did create it on Plum Island. They did make it a cocktail of a variety of some really nasty pathogens, and they did design it to trick the immune system. And I played victim for so long that I got yeah, but, tired but of it. But it's usually a two-part 
death, it's always radiation. I mean, in the 70s, they knew what they had, but this was developed, you know, in the World War II stuff. And and then 30 years later, they knew, you know, after they brought these war criminals into the, you know. But it's, it's irrelevant States. now. That's that's the whole point, Don. It's It's like. What you know, we can learn from past history. We can contemplate it and chew on it, and and do that over and over. The question is, what is the highest, most empowering thing that we can do with now? And and this is why, uh, as you put it, a spiritual perspective has its place. Um, but we still do have to deal with the physical reality. I mean, it, it's true. It ties into it. It's just where is our power? And I'm telling you, after contemplating all the things that you've contemplated and been through too, many of them, we've been through the same things, and some are different but still the same end result, that there's more power in coming to realize we're multidimensional beings and we exist somewhere in a very powerful place. And we can pull that power in and make a significant change and get this stopped sooner than later if we make the conscious choice to do so. But on a microcosmic level, God is in the atom and and thus in the DNA and this is the the weapons they're using, that's what they're attacking, atoms, DNA at that microcosmic level. And if if we don't realize this and take precautions, all our, you know, progeny and the good people will be eliminated. It won't be, you know, it'll just be the upper, you know, the, uh, you know, the herd managers or whatever, the human herd. I mean, it's, you know, just be a big animal farm without any spiritual dimension if, except for, you know, these protected few on on, uh, certain you know. Right, right. I mean, and, and I mean, certainly there would be. Uh, let's just say it, it it becomes very obvious why religions were created to divide and conquer people, just as much as why there's Democrats and Republicans. Uh, it, it's insignificant. The same disempowering outcome still happened from that. So there, there's no real power there for us in that. So, you know, we may find ourselves in a scenario where uh, if a lot of research that shows is true that about every 26,000 years to maybe 26,920 years, as David Wilcock put it, after doing math and everything and a lot of research for a decade, uh, that in actuality the planet frequency, the base frequency of it and what's living on it raises in cycles and that it is raising and that there are those who know this and people talk about rapture and you know if you're really a good person and maybe you're just going to evaporate and wake up in some new garden of eden it, it may actually be the other way around that this world could be transmutated very quickly and all the pollution and and imbalances could all be fixed, even with technology that we have, let alone something as high as, as you say, this thing we call God is actually in every molecule of everything that we see. It's it's 
actually everywhere. We don't have to make it a, a male or a female. We, we can if we need the symbology. But but the, the thing is that if the frequency is raising and it appears that every time that we get up into a higher place and, and do something kind for each other and be supportive and uplifting, that they come along and, and poke a, a cattle prod in our butt and shock us and piss us off and get us angry and blamey and turn us against each other, that it becomes very obvious that they really are trying to keep our frequency down. And uh, I'll tell you, I wish we all had meters on our bodies that would measure the frequencies because it, you could see this so many times, and, and you do over time, you see a pattern. You know, all right, you know, I've swallowed that my neighbors don't give a shit whether I live or die, that my family has all walked away from me, my relationship is broken up, all these things. But you know what? I'm still going to put on a smile for a stranger. And it's going to turn out to be somebody that they took over and controlled and they, you know, spit on your shoe or say something off the wall to you and piss you off and you're, you know, ready to throw oranges at them or something and, you know, let them know that you're displeased by their, their action. If we had a meter on us and we could see that, you know, God, I just came out and, you know, was getting some flowers for Mother's Day and thinking about honoring a mother who, you know, did all the things that a mother has to do to raise a kid. And, uh, you know, somebody came along and did something really rude and just dropped me into this lower frequency of hate and anger and blame. And this has happened too many times to ignore well, it. Well, they actually designed this, these weapons so that we would get a high in the beginning of the exposure, you know, up to four. That's what I've found over time with my neighbors because I was under attack for so long with the, when they moved in, maybe 12, 14 years. But, you know, maybe 100 times I was hit with this stuff. So... Yeah, the meter a meter would be so simple to make with an on off switch on a velcro for they could be made for 50 cents or a dollar, you know, with a little um, you know, round with those little round battery things and when you go out you just attach it on your clothing and you would know when you're under attack. It's not it's not you know, rocket science because No, no, I, I realize that you could have an LCD give you a printout through a very simple cheap micro circuit, but I'm not talking about. No, no. About... I mean these uh, these rape weapons that that they're using here. They they seem to be the ones that are plugged into the house seem to be a lot more powerful than the car weapons. But all of them make the you know that Trifield hundred XE go pretty high. You know at least yeah. a third on the on these vehicle weapons. And but... I'm telling you, they I just busted up a big you know hub at a hardware store where they were coming in, they were burning, following you, setting up their weapons, coming in, putting on the hardware shirt, going back out to their cars. And, you know, this is what I've seen over six, seven years, you know. And then I then I went there early the other day, and sure enough, it looked like, you know, there might have been up to nine weapons vehicles that were being launched. So, Well, I'm, I'm not talking about a meter to sense what's around. I'm talking about a meter that shows what frequency you're resonating at. And that, to actually have a chart that says uh, judgment, this is such and such a frequency, 
love, this is such and such a frequency, hate, this is a frequency, uh, indifference, being aloof, that if you had a meter that you could see your frequency's up in a pretty high place, you're under duress, and you're still dealing with it, which really puts you, you have, up in, in a superhuman. You do have a meter. It's your heart. It's, and if you look at... Like, uh, you look at the chakra system of India, the Hinduism, it, that is actually designed based on frequencies and colors and resonance and tones. So, but if you, when you, when you know that, all you do is look at somebody and you can feel what frequency they're resonating, you know, and if they say a word, you know, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> Once you're that sensitive, you don't need a meter anymore. You can feel where people are coming from. And, um, you know, of course it's nice because we're in a technological society and everybody likes to have their thing and the numbers and the digits and everything. But really, eventually, you're not going to need those anymore. And also, um, I don't know if it will be helpful for you, but I... um, I marked a spot. I have a book on intelligence warfare, which I could read a section on it to open people's minds up to how much satellite is involved in the situation. But we can save that for another time. I just know that there are some people on the calls who still don't believe that satellites are even remotely involved in their operations, but they're very heavily involved. And, um, you know, if you need that, I can... um, can read some of that for you and you know the time if you want. Yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm oh, coming yeah. from a different angle. This is going to seem like something very simple. It won't give you any kind of number reading, but it does change colors. A mood ring. Well, that's a heat temperature. Uh, it just it changes with your heat. If you put your hand yeah. over a stove, it'll change color also. And it also change colors if you get if you when you get angry, you become more hot. You know, you can tell us and say somebody's face is red, that it was mad, or embarrassed, or whatever. And you're in a real calm state. Another serene. Years ago, I used to have one when I was in high school. And it would turn a real pretty blue. I never could get it to turn that way, but close, I guess, because I was always so shy around other people. <laughs> but one of our, <clears throat> excuse me, schoolmates put one on, and she just got real, we got real quiet, and she seemed real, real at peace. And the ring just turned such a pretty blue. So it can be like a, Trading, I guess, like in the sense of the word, a beginning step toward what, um, how we're feeling. I mean, we know what our what our own feelings are. As Neil said, he seems to notice it several times, and I think I have to. So I'm like, man, I was so mad. My car got towed right when I was trying to move recently, and I feel like I'm like I could actually rip somebody's throat out. <laughs> I'm serious, and I don't usually get angry like that. But um, oh, yeah. uh, I'm just—I'm not going to go into details with that. Other than I napped and fell asleep, and it was my fault. But but the point is, sometimes you can feel—you feel try to feel relaxed. They don't want you to be 
relaxed and calm. That's why they disturb us when we sleep. Because if we stay, like, jittery or whatever, it's hard to get into a good sound sleep, which will affect your memory. I just heard about experiment with rats, but I'm going I'm to I can tell you about that later. I'll let Neil get back to what he was saying. Would we need to have a meter? I know they have a blanket. Also, I heard about a blanket on YouTube that the airplanes were experimenting with on customers, on the passengers, and it would change colors like the mood ring. And that way, the flight attendant can have an easier visual view of what that passenger is feeling based on the color of the displayed on the blanket. Uh huh. Yeah, there's a um, there's a radiation bracelet. Derek was supposed to check into those. I really wanted to give them away with uh, memberships, and I figured if we bought enough of them, maybe we'd get a reasonable price. And they Ooh. turn they turn from green to red when there's radiation around. And so the you know the cool thing about it is if some perp is pointing their their smartphone at you and shooting some kind of a signal out. Um, even though these are omnidirectional, so multi-directional antennas, uh, there may be a particular signal that they're aiming out because so many of them we've seen are aiming their phone directly at you. If you're walking or you're in a vehicle and they're standing in a parking lot, even some of them watching them turning at the angle as if they're trying to keep the the signal strength indicator up on their connection to the implants in your body. If you had that bracelet on, you would be able to say, uh, you know what, this is a radiation bracelet and your smartphone is hurting me. Please turn it off or get away from me. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, you have the right to look on the Internet or answer a phone call, but the fact that you're holding it horizontal and you're aiming at me is a whole different indicator. Then you, you you could gently but firmly say, uh, you're you're busted. Get the hell away from me. Without making a scene and having the manager come out and say, is there a problem here? <laughs> yeah, you know you'd be very tactful, but yet firm. I like that. I like what you said. But uh, ironically, I'll tell you guys briefly this, and I'm just kind of coming on this, this station. I had went to get some food, and already they got my refrigerator already geared up to mess up. My water was nasty. I can't. I had to pull the whole water out. And but I was just gonna say that they got me right on the corner, right next to all the smart meters. That's where my bedroom is. They, yeah. It, it is really. This is so designed with wickedness and Bob. But this is like the man you said that that was his name, the thermal man, the thermal guy. He had invented some something you put in his shoe that can help. Yeah. So I guess we are just gonna keep trying and experimenting and we're getting yeah. closer and closer every this I remember when this year began and here we are already in May. You know, so we're getting closer to I believe something's gonna happen this year. This very well, you already said what you thought, too, with the guy I was saying. You know, we ought to go on and get some food. And, but um, I'm going to turn it back to what I heard you guys were saying earlier about the, if only we had some type of 
device that can actually show in a number, a certain number or a gauge, a feel, what's going on. Excuse me, let me mute myself. Okay. The, the point is that if we had a meter on us that we would see every time we get up into those higher, more loving places, um, we're helping to raise the frequency of the whole planet, which is what they don't want to do which is what they're trying to hold back. I mean, you can walk around with a cornet meter and you can see the intensity levels and a little graph and the red and green and yellow LED lights and how high of ranges it goes up to. And and the the EX85S model uh, has an antenna on it. I don't remember if it's unidirectional, which would mean whatever direction you point it in, um, you would get more of a potential of that source is coming from there, which would be better than omnidirectional that's scattering out in, in different places, because it would just, you know, you wouldn't know. There, there may be somebody over on aisle two while you're on aisle four, and they've been given a heads up through a text on their phone that's in code in case you grab their phone and take it to the cops and say, this person is working for a, a crime syndicate against me. And I'm a good person, and uh, you know I want their ID because I'm going to sue them for harming me in a grocery store. Uh, that that person may be over on aisle two, aiming it at you, and you may think it's the the little old lady, you know, down at the end of the aisle that you're on. <laughs> it all creates a lot of confusion, and and of course the whole design is plausible deniability. You couldn't really guarantee. Um, who was doing that to you? But my my main point is is well as Sumaya put out if you're if you're sensitive enough, you feel when your frequency drops, but you feel when you're being antagonized for it to drop because you got it up there. You know your body's in pain, you're suffering, uh, don't really have enough resources to live like you would choose to live, but but somehow you still got a smile on your face and you're appreciating what you do have. Neil, if I can interject here, one thing I found that was very useful. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Oh, is uh, music. Music raises your frequency and it connects you to emotions that are beautiful, loving, wonderful feelings. And to flood your brain with that white light of bliss is a wonderful place to go and a wonderful place to be. And if you can get there and stay there as long as you can, uh, if it involves looping that song over and over again, whatever it takes, do it. Oh, yes. It's true. Uh, there's it's something about... It puts, you, it puts you in a place to receive. When your heart's filled with love and not angst and not vitriol and not anger and not the desire for revenge and justice, when your heart is filled with love, you are set to receive. That's when the blessings land in your lap for all the good things you've done. And if you aren't set to receive, you won't see the blessings. You'll be too busy fighting with whoever, arguing with whoever, having your war, doing your battles. And only then and only then do you receive is when you can let go. Not care anymore. But some people, there are some people in our group that are horrendously, horrendously attacked and nothing they do will get them out of this um, state of being. So there are people, some people are implanted with stuff that's seriously causing serious agitation that doesn't go away with the 
meditation or, and or biofeedback techniques. They have other issues that are even harder to overcome, and those are the people that we should probably be focusing on. Once yeah, and they can't find that white light, and they can't sit in there comfortably for ten friggin' seconds because no matter what they do, even when they're sleeping, they can't escape that they're being woke up every hour, or whatever, with this stuff, so they never ever get a good night's sleep. What do you do about those people? I mean, we have to get those people discovered. They have to be. We we have to help them find their implant. And uh, there is somebody I'm working with. I did find their implant. Found evidence of it. Oh, yeah, if we could. Yeah, we're going to follow that link as far as we can go because we've got a bunch of connections. So, you know, these are these are the people that just can't get out from under. And it's really, really hard for them to day-to-day. It's really agonizing. You may be one of those people. It sounds like the men get it a lot worse than the women, it seems like. Oh, there are some women in our group like Samaya who suffer terribly and almost sound like those kind of implanted people. Well, then, you know, a, a deeper thing that is worth contemplating is uh, when you're up in those high states and then and then something happens and you find yourself barking at somebody and, and being grouchy or mean, um, it really makes me wonder how to be in complete control. Uh, because, you know, I, I see a lot of interactions between TIs. I think both Robert Duncan and John Hall say, uh, you know, no, it wouldn't be an idealistic thing for a bunch of TIs to live in a community together. There there would be major problems. They create a lot of confusion and misunderstanding. And if for they people do. to live together, for people, TIs to live together, it takes an incredible amount of humbling yourself and being communicative. You have to be able to express your emotions because they deal with our emotions just incredibly. And they can change your whole paradigm and your whole world. They can turn it upside down with a simple emotion injection. And I've seen it and I've experienced it and I only understand it because I've discussed it with other people going through similar things. And we recognize this emotional manipulation that can ruin your whole life. So the only way you can live with other people and, and, and without the tragedy of the misunderstandings that this crap causes is to be able to communicate your emotions and all the things you're feeling and thinking, which is hard for a lot of people. So it creates a lot of misunderstandings. You think that the decisions you come to are based on your own subjective blah, 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 and they're not. They're based on thought injections that are put in your head lots of times. And the only way you discover that is by talking about it with other people going through the same thing you're close to that are another GI that you want to try to live with, that kind of thing, uh, or someone you're contemplating with, you have to have that communication set up or you can never, ever make it past this realm of living with other GIs. Very difficult. It's like walking a tightrope. It is, and I'd like to understand the mechanics of it better. I mean, being on the board meetings... (laughs) I mean, there was a point where we were making some pretty good progress and we were doing some pretty positive changes. A few people were putting up some resistance, but they were outvoted every time and and we were making progress. And then it turned into major chaos. And, And what I felt in my gut feeling was that we were getting our shit together and somebody did not want us to get our shit together. 
Absolutely. And me and my big mouth with that group, blah, 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 we are 5,000 strong. We will not be silent. There's power in our numbers. Boom. And all of a sudden, we're six groups. We got torn apart. It was a mind virus, a brain virus, or you want to call it a hive mind virus. Duncan talks about it in his book. Yeah, yeah. One of the people on the board actually made his prediction right before he resigned and said, uh, FFCHS will be collapsed within two months. Yep. And he, he had put up a nothing but resistance to any progress we made. And then somebody else who was uh, found to be on another nonprofit board and had caused nothing but problems and stopped them from getting significant amounts of money that were there for the taking by somebody who was in a position and has helped thousands of nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. So if you hear a little frustration in my voice, yeah, you know, I put my heart and soul into FFCHS to do what I could do uh, to help make it make more ground and get as organized as it could. And, you know, our legal committee, we ended up with uh, with one person found hung from a rope. Our media committee ended up in uh, one person getting in a car crash and a lawsuit. And, boy, I'll tell you what, they didn't want anything legal and they didn't want anything media. And it's certainly no different for anybody who is doing anything uh, to expose what's going on in whatever ways they can, let alone be, be supportive and uplifting to all of us. They're, they do it on purpose. So you run on defiance and say, you know, I'd rather do what's right and die than, uh, than not do anything at all, which is wrong, because you have nothing to lose. Uh, I keep a picture of a mother and a daughter up in front of my desk by my oh. computer screen, and uh, they're so beautiful. The, the mother has this look on her face like she's just so proud of her daughter, and her daughter's probably 10 or 11 years old, and what's coming out of their eyes is just like, ugh. it's what I love, the the <laughs> beauty of a man and a woman and a child and, and the beauty of nature and the beauty of friends and good food and clean air and water and people that love each other and and the variety of things that we get to experience and you know, I mean, last week I told you I'm fighting for my life, and, and I'm here to tell you I still feel like shit. And, yes, something is eating the iron out of my red blood cells. I talked about a few things that I found out, and uh, at some point tonight I'll I'll restate that so it ends up being on the recording. But there's just there's this deeper depth of an appreciation that I did some things to help my body and I lay down at night and I go to sleep and while I'm sleeping and I'm being radiated because I don't have a great enclosure either, um, I wake up in the morning and I'll, I'll tell you what, I still feel like shit. My skin is burning, but my body is eliminating waste and I'm giving my body what it wanted. It wants the pH balance because this thing is excreting acid to separate the iron out of my hemoglobin. And it's potassium deficient. Eat some bananas. And you have no Mm -hmm. iron. 
Go read the symptoms of anemia, severe, pernicious anemia. And I went, oh, my God, I think I have found one of maybe 10 different pathogens. Uh, it might even be a state-of-the-art one that's been manipulated in a lab. I, don't, I haven't identified it, but I've identified what it's doing, and I've found that giving myself a good organic earthbound farms spring salad mix with some spinach leaves in it. I haven't eaten salad in months. Haven't been eating very good, you know, overworking and all that because there's such urgency in in the human condition and in the in the suffering that we're all doing that I did get out of balance and I put quite a, a burden on myself because I saw that I was a person that could and should do everything that I can possibly do to help in our situation. And I and I realized that you know, this is about the whole human race. We're just on the front line, which, which is why waves of darkness just started out. The words just poured out of me so fast in a day and a half it was written. And I was like, where did this come from? And, and the first words are, we are the pioneers here in a high-tech friend, new frontier. And I was like, I don't even use those words. Where did this come from? But but that's what we are. We're, we're the trailblazers. We're the ones that they could get away with with running their program on and, and profiting off of it and getting a database of monitoring people's thoughts and then uh, calculating through supercomputers if a person's in this situation and you don't want these two people talking you could do this or you could do that and piss them off so they won't be talking anymore. Um, just lost my train of thought. I've seen it happen. Somebody's told me, don't you know about don't text me or don't write, don't call me? And I'm like, sound like they want a one-way conversation, but maybe it's because they're trying to find a place to stay. And they they don't want me to ask them anything or but I still concern them. Feeling concerned for them. So but we are concerned from each for each other. And like your song, Neil, why you say you lost your train of thought. It'll come back eventually. Yeah. It's like that experiment they I was saying. They done on a rat on a little mice trying to see what happens if we don't let them get enough sleep and they first part of the sleep where they do their most dreaming. And I said, if they don't get that sleep so that they can get into that deep part of that dreaming when they first starting off, it says that they will not be able to remember, remember anything well the next day. Right, but they've been told... They've been told not to care about their bodies and not to talk to their neighbors and all these things, Right. I'm, I'm talking about the mice. <laughs> the mice oh, experiment oh, they do. I'm sorry. I kind of crisscross, but this coming, I'm, what I'm just going to say is that if they're experimenting on a mice that way, and they say we are human are very much like mice, then they, they are just verifying the same thing that would happen to us, in particular, targeted ones who are targeted. Yeah, yeah. They don't true. want us to. They don't want us to remember. No, it's it's true. This has been happening, and but you know, it's gonna. But listen, Neil, it's coming. It's gonna come to. 
You know, not saying it's coming to its end right away. Only God knows that, the true God. But it's coming to a head. It is. It's, it is. And they're going to have to, even if all the grid went down, what are they, how are they going to do all the experiments, you see? Still makes me wonder. They think we're going to be human shields, uh, should I say human uh, night, what do you call those things, uh, night lights or whatever. Because I noticed when I was trying to pump gas, too, it's like they trying to hit me to make the, I could have got shocked, you know. It was, um, but anyway, getting on, I kind of talk, talk, talk. But we're getting close. Stuff is being developed. More people are talking out against this. And more people, like you said earlier, are looking on the Internet and Facebook, and they are finding out. Their eyes are opening up, and they're wiping the the night matters from it and realizing something, something is different. Something's not right. You know what, too? Last night on Free Speech TV in the middle of the night, I was awake at 3 a.m., and there was a group of people talking for hours, and they were talking still in the morning. They had a repeat. And they were talking about all pretty much everything except the electromagnetic weapons. They were talking about the takeover of these people that want endless war and have lied us into every war. And they went back and were talking about World War II and all the deceptions of World War II and how we've been lied to by these same bankers, blah, 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 that are in charge and people were going to have to hit the streets and we're going to end up going to prison. And, yes, they do have FEMA camps, blah, blah, blah. We're talking about all everything we've ever talked about on all these calls except electromagnetic weapons. But they were talking about the weaponization and the DOD out of control and how subcontractors need to be reined in, how they're working in uh, complete uh, darkness and they're doing up to all kinds of mischief and they alluded alluded to the fact without saying it that these guys were out of control doing these kinds of things with weapons. And so it was on the verge of disclosure, but they said everything else that we've ever talked about. And it was very, very eye-opening. It's like they were saying, people wake up. We've been taken over. We've been infiltrated. We've been taken over. This is it. This is it right now. This is the fascist takeover. And they were saying it over and over for hours and hours. And a bunch of different people stood up and talked, and it was really, really good. And they were talking about the whistleblowers that got put in jail and the corrupt system that's in place that put these guys in jail mm-hmm. and how they were, the court systems are rigged, et cetera, et cetera, by the same people, all the stuff we talk about. So it is coming to the light. It's on mainstream TV, even though it is free speech TV. It's, they're talking yeah, now. And it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's other countries talking too. They might can't talk as openly like some countries. I mean, either. I'm not just a verify saying what she's saying. I'm, I'm uh, no, these supporting her. Reading the internet. It's, these people are reading the internet, and they're coming yeah. to TV with what they're reading on the internet. That's the good news. That's really good news. The and that's going to be all over the world, not just the U.S. But when they wake up in the U.S. That's really making well, me actually, too. We've, we've actually, we're probably the most dumbed-down country there is. Most of Europe and everywhere else is more woke up than us <laughs> and has been speakers. Mm-hmm. We're, we're behind the curve, I think, in a lot of ways, but we're waking up fast because of the Internet. They say in the end times, knowledge will increase vastly, and it is. Yep, and it is. Yep. Knowledge and because, time. God, time's gone so fast, you guys. It's insane. Do you feel that, too? Yeah, you know, it's been three years. Yep. Well, they say it's been scientifically measured, and whatever the, the parallel curving line between 
time and space proportion. They're saying it actually has sped up. So you can't fall for the old cliche of, you know, oh, it just appears to be going faster when you get older. It really is being scientifically measured that it is. <laughs> we're, we're, we're at a turning point. You know, the bottom line is we can't keep going the way we are with the rotten people that are trashing our planet and our people and everything else. Uh, so the shit is going to have to hit the fan on some level to uh, to make that happen, which is why I mentioned on the call last week uh, the Hopi prophecy about the the Nibiru asteroid coming and, and that this blue star that, that came into our galaxy a few years ago was a warning um, that they said to physically prepare so I am putting that out there to you all to to physically prepare. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're not in a position to be extremists and get gas masks and chemical, biological warfare and radiation suits and drink water through a radio-shielded straw in a bottle that's been decontaminated, but uh, to not get potassium iodide for a couple bucks on Amazon because there's not enough if there was a problem that everybody wanted some because they would need it to protect their thyroid if there was a nuclear fallout problem, um, that I am telling you, you know, as the Hopis said, to to do things on a physical level to prepare but mostly to have your heart in the right place. And, and this is the value that I'm seeing. And as you guys know, I mean, I'm pretty passionate about anything that I do, and and you've all heard me get pissed off a few times. That that passion can go in both directions. And you know, I'm certainly not saying it's negative. We have every right to be passionate about about what we're doing, but the more things that we can do on a higher level of, compassion and patience and understanding uh, there there's a more than a few people that have actually mentioned to me you know sometimes i hate these perps and and i sit there and think all these bad thoughts and uh you know about them getting hurt back for doing what they've done to us and we all have those moments i'm not saying to ignore those or they're bad or wrong or evil all i'm saying is that the more time that we can spend when we reach that place where we say, you know what, I feel sorry for you, and and I hope that you weren't tricked by some alphabet agency uh, into doing this job, and, and now that you find out that you're implanted and all your thoughts are monitored, and you'll either do these things to these people or will hurt you in some way that you know really gets to you, I feel sorry for the trap people, and in my more graceful moments i feel sorry for the people that don't realize that they're they're really going to be held accountable for their actions not as punishment but as the laws of the universe show you after you've lived 59 years of life uh, that people do eventually get back what they put out and so i feel mm-hmm. sorry for them because they're they're cheating themselves out of an important lesson to have because the truth is I I think the sooner that we grow up and become mature enough to handle a new world that 
when our thoughts are so disciplined that we never have a thought of fear that says, I don't have enough, I'm going to have to steal that to get it. Uh, I'm here to tell you, and I've told some stories I think you all know that it's been proven to me very much that when you're in balance with the universal law, the universe will provide for you in some pretty miraculous ways, and you get this loving feeling over you. Like like the time I was, you know, living in a panel truck with my girlfriend, and, and we wanted to make it in music, so we gave up our home, and we were camping and struggling and, you know, playing in little coffee shops and getting a couple of bucks or sometimes just breakfast for uh, playing our music to get better and chase our dream that one time we were hungry and I stopped to go pee on the side of a mountain road and walked into the forest and there was just this big, giant, overladen apple tree just full of big apples. Yeah, I guess I I probably repeat myself so much somebody's writing in, in the chat room. <laughs> oh, no, not the apple pie story again. I've never heard of it. So, well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's why I'll say it. And for those of you that I do repeat myself, you can certainly say, uh, Neil, we've all heard that story. And, and anybody else who has hey, Please go take a pee-pee break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know. Uh, my brain is messed up, you guys. The, there was a point in in the R&D calls with all these smart people and, and engineers that were kind and patient enough to explain basic electronic theory because I wasn't paying attention in that ninth grade electronics class. I didn't want anything to do with it. I was forced to take it because auto shop and wood shop were already full. And now I'm kicking myself because I didn't pay attention because it would have been helpful to have that base knowledge. But um, what I came to realize is that I was learning all this information from all these smart people. And then I started waking up and realizing that that information was gone, that they were erasing it out of my memory uh, in my sleep. And... Here we go. You can say guest 30 if you want. Uh, oh, here he goes with the highlight marks in his book. Uh, this is what would happen to me is, you know, I'd have five or ten books that I'm working on as I have time yeah, I to, <laughs> to read. And, uh, and you know, I'd go through and highlight some pages of particular things that I wanted to be able to reference back. And then I'd lose my bookmark, and I'd open the book and you'd start reading about where I thought, and it was like I was reading for the first time. So and for those of you who think um, I seem to be able to speak okay and all that, just know I feel pretty brain dead. And, uh, you know, they do do these things where they erase things out of your mind. They put other things into your mind. They twist events around to, to turn people against each other. Um. Yeah, well, some of the uh, experiments have to do with holographic imagery that go on behind your eyes and in the visual cortex where your memory matches up with, you know, what happens to you. But they're they're playing with those holograms so that they reinvent the movie of your life the way they want you to think. But uh, at the same time, I want to say, Neil, and anybody else that's having their thoughts manipulated and their memories erased, just know that when you do the be here and now, if you're the be still and know 
God, you know, you can come, you can have any memory anywhere at any time. You, if you can clear yourself enough, you will have exactly the knowledge that you need in the moment. What happens to me sometimes is if I need uh, an answer, sometimes I'll go around with my hands and I'll feel where the, where is the energy, right? Uh, pull the book, close my eyes, and say, what do you want me to know right now? And if I open up the book, I usually get exactly what I need. But if I sit there and go page by page, chapter by chapter, I won't find it. But if I go with a solid faith in that moment, I can get the answer without any time passing. You see what I mean? It's like a vertical uh, orientation to your life rather than horizontal. And that that the timeline of your life doesn't have to be a linear progression of where you were born, where you moved to, who you knew. The whole thing is a big hologram happening at the moment that you think of it. So it's, a, it's... Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to skip the intelligence warfare thing because uh, I had that laid out just in case. But um, I want to also go back to the, you know, we... we, we took a, a few different trails since the, you know, measuring your frequency um, and parallel to the kundalini or the Hindu chakra system of energies in your body and your, and your auric field. Well, if you can visualize, and this is for everybody, try to visualize that the frequencies, when you're saying lower and higher, like you said, bring you down, they're going to bring you down, right? Well, it's still not one linear thing. It's a reverse pyramid, actually. So the lower frequencies are from infrared and red, and they expand outwards. Try to imagine this. They expand outwards up through the rainbow to the blue purple, and ultraviolet. So when you're, say, you're getting agitated, they're getting you heated up, they're getting you angry or nervous or afraid, those are usually in the red zone. Those are lower chakra frequencies. So to counteract that, you visualize the blue range or aqua or green. You start, actually goes, red, orange, yellow to the stomach, right? Heart, green, throat, turquoise, third eye or pineal gland, blue, uh, more like um, not just a regular sky blue, it's more like um, an indigo blue. Mm -hmm. And then to the purple and ultraviolet range. So if you're getting agitated, that's probably in the reddish area or orange area. You notice how everyone gets attacked in their genitals? That's one of the reasons, because they want to bring your frequency down. So you visualize away from that into the blue range or into the ultraviolet range and expand it outwards, you see. And it's not just a line. It really is a reverse pyramid of energy. 
So you're saying just by doing a visual visualization of those particular colors. Colors. You can change your frequency, yes. Uh, you absolutely uh, hmm. you absolutely can do that. It's the same with tones because uh, the frequencies the the frequencies match up with tones and sounds, right? You you're very familiar with that. Most musicians are. They know that there are certain healing sounds, there are certain sounds that vibrate with the heart, the throat, the mind, and you know if you listen to some music, you'll know that they're absolutely coming from, you know, a violent standpoint or a sexualized standpoint or prejudicial. Um, and the the more advanced musicians, the composers, who knew that frequencies could actually change your uh, mood, they could change your uh, thinking patterns, those were the ones who really stand out in time, like Bach or Mozart. Hmm. So anyway, you can do that. You can do it through sound and music, like Karen was saying, or you can do it with color. I wanted to say something about color, too, real quick. I use that visualization using color with the the clockwise circles coming out like like, uh, steel wool all over. And clockwork little circles and um, purple, the color purple, or I didn't think of blue, but purple with the color mm-hmm. spot, which is bluish. It seemed to kind of work. It I does work. I a whole, a whole protective layer of steel wool around me, that color, and just envision it all circling in little teeny circles in a clockwise manner. And I could actually feel a difference. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. I don't know if that was me yeah. or what. But thank you for validating that. Yeah, well, sure. Um, because those colors are part of the spectrum that we live. And it's the same spectrum that they're trying to use against us. So if we know that, we can use it with our minds. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, it's making me want to do an experiment because, uh, quite frankly, when I'm pissed off, I'm not going to be thinking about seeing the color blue. And, And it's not that I want to be pissed off. I don't like that. I really had quite a grip on on being angry and then the duress levels and the mind control and it's like you know the more you understand what they're doing to you then they do it more and they make it very obvious because they don't have to hide it and be more subtle about it and so they know that we've studied these things i just wonder if getting some blue sunglasses and when i find my myself, you know, tensing up in a hard situation to try and make it go better, where I'm actually, you know, thinking of what I'm going to say that would bring a better outcome, and and maybe the other person's just really in a bad mood, and they're just going to be like, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, I'm still going to be a jerk. I wonder if the the blue lenses looking through those would would help with that, because it's a major problem. Yeah. Well, blue lenses, that's a good place to start. But even paint colors, uh, the wardrobe that you wear, the the colors on your sofa and, I mean, your bedding, you really have to think about color is your environment resonating energy the same way that they're trying to infiltrate. So, you know, it's almost like color warfare if you think about it, but it is frequency warfare, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which, which color do you think is the highest vibrating? Well, they say the purples and the ultraviolet um, 
you know, if you actually look at the color spectrum, you know, the frequency spectrum goes from, like, uh, audio, radar, infrared, ultraviolet, gamma rays. <clears throat> well, the, a lot of the stuff that they're using on us are down in the audio, radar, and infrared range. Those are like the microwaves, television, long-range communication, navigation signals. But up higher, they, they're, uh, there's the visible, right? Well, it's a very, very narrow band of visible light. And most of what they're doing to us is invisible. But if you pass the visible range, you go up into more of the thermal optics, um, guided weaponry and lasers. And then going higher than that is X-ray and nuclear goes up to gamma rays. But in the energy of your body, you have to think of it as, um, you just have to think of it as a reversal, like a, uh, a vertical reversal instead of a horizontal. And then when you're, let's say you're getting really angry, well, if you know that they've been pounding on you. They pound on people until they get them to that point. But once you're at that point, if you know how to reverse it, you've got a tool. You actually have developed a mindset and a tool to overcome. And then you just visualize it, put all those things around you that work. Water is blue. The sky is blue. Get out in blue. So if you picture the color blue pretty inside water, of the you. Pretty water, the swimming pool. I'm sorry. What was that? Two people talking at the same time. Okay. If you, like, like if I pictured the color ultra or blue or purple or ultraviolet inside. Yeah. Purple inside me, that should raise my vibration? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll actually what it does is it's not going to... It's going to raise it, but it's also going to expand you out of that narrow band that they want to keep you. You know how they like to hold you hostage? Yeah. Well, they're trying to hold you hostage in the lower frequencies. So what you're doing is expanding your horizon um, so that you're not so contained. So even if you had to live in a jail cell like Nelson Mandela for 27 years, he was such an expanded mind that he got through it and he overcame. Because yeah. you don't have to go anywhere. You you can be stuck in a room and still be an expanded being, an aware being, and not held hostage by physical appearances. The other thing is uh, this is not new because, I mean, psychology has known that if they paint their hospital walls a certain color, they can keep the patients calm. And if they have bright yellows and oranges, they will agitate their patients. So they went ahead, they're trying to mess with my, my speaking. They, they found that if they paint their hospital walls, especially in the mental wards, uh, also in prisons, that uh, en masse, the people will be generally more calm. So they would go with, like, the mint greens and the pale blues, and that was on purpose. That's designed to be that way so they keep everyone under control. Mm-hmm. And if they painted uh-huh. the walls red and orange, they would have a lot more violence in their prisons or in their hospitals. 
Yeah, it's true. How many how many red cars do you see uh, perping you? I see I see a fair amount, red and black. I know Mine there's are a lot. White. My, I get there's a lot of white. white. Yeah. yeah, a lot of white and a lot of silver. Neil, could I say something about health? Mm-hmm. You were talking about your health, you know, and I experienced the um and I, and hold it, I didn't want to hijack the conversation. If you guys want to talk about colors, I'll talk about this in a minute. Okay, well, let's just no, go ahead and wrap it up, and then you can. No, 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 I don't want to rush you. I just yeah, realized this, I was. If this is therapeutic, this is something for us to all pay attention to. And I've, you know, really put out my thoughts earlier tonight. I was like, yeah, I'm tired of this emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, I have every reason to be majorly pissed off. And if it was, uh, you know, Wyatt Earp times, I'd go take care of business. Not that I, I really know. am inclined to be that way, but that Ooh, male side of me comes out. <laughs> kicking some ass and taking names, as they say. But, you know, I don't really choose to be that way. But, but the bottom line is how to get off of that externally controlled emotional mental roller coaster that they're doing to manipulate interactions with people that are making progress for themselves and for, for others, too. So uh, yeah. I, I guess you're answering my question, and, you know, the, the reason I thought of blue sunglasses is because it made me think of the, oh, yeah, you're looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. And, uh, you know, as far as the chakras, they're they're actually energy centers, and if you get down to the mechanics of the things that actually make the human experience what it is, when I first heard the word chakra, I was like, oh, geez, more highly groovy New Age bullshit. And and then I started, you know, running across some information here and there and going, oh, well, maybe there is something to this. And then, then when I, you know, saw in the 36-page document about Akwe suing the NSA for remote neural monitoring and, and all that he found out and what they did to him, um... There was an interview in there with some really smart scientist people, and they were saying there's an ancient uh, meditation that people did that we actually all had the shape of a star tetrahedron and these different main shapes like pyramids and circles and spheres and all that actually have power and that you would do this meditation and you would visualize being inside of this star tetrahedron. And so I had gone to this class, and that's when I, I started to learn more, and I was like, this seems really weird. I mean, you, you take 17 breaths, and you picture being in this thing, and and then there's three of them superimposed over each other, and you get one of them spinning one way at one speed, one at the other, and one sitting still that you're in. And, and I was I didn't really get it, even though I did get the effect at one point in the class, which was three days long, um, it happened to me, and I felt very peaceful. I went away. Well, it was putting a protective shield around me. And and what these scientists in this interview in the Aqui papers said was uh, if you could get into this energy field with the star tetrahedron called the Merkaba, um, that they could not do remote neural monitoring on you. So then I found out that there was math behind all of these things and these visualizations and and what exactly it did. And, and that math really helped me to understand. 
So I, I sat down and I started taking that meditation more seriously, and they started trying to kill me right away. That was when I had to run from my property. So they well, knew. I know how that is. I know how that is. The yeah. higher I go, the more I get beat up, but I'm getting more ready to leave the planet as well. So mm-hmm. it's okay, I guess. Well, here's the other thing about the rose-colored glasses is uh, um, then you start learning that we have these these discs and they have colors which have frequencies and there's these healer kind of people like Edgar Casey that could see auras and and energy fields and see people's chakras spinning and he could see where there were dark spots and disease and and so he walks up to an elevator and he's getting ready to get in it and he noticed that the people don't have any aura and he knows that they're getting ready to die and so he didn't get in the elevator and he was told that it was not his place to interact and warn the people that it was something that had to happen for higher reasons so he could not interfere well the cable broke on the elevator and they all died um it was because he saw these these energy centers and and then i learned later that uh the the heart center being the color green that we also have another higher heart chakra and it's pink and uh, I did Reiki healing, you know, for off and on about since the year 2000. A friend of mine had taught me how to do it because I was very sick and with Lyme disease. And he said, I'm I'm just going to teach you how to do this. And you can put your hands on yourself and your hands will heat up and it'll do things. And you go read some books and learn more about it. And so I started visualizing, visualizing pink and green colors. And I started doing this for other people. Even this one really tough macho Indian with big muscles that could, you know, could break your neck with one hand. This guy was so strong and big. And he had come to me and he said something about pain he was having or something. And I said, well, I know how to do this, this healing energy. You want to check it out? And he did. And he felt it. And he, he just looked up at me. His eyes just became soft. And he was like, Wow, what what did you do, man? I really felt that. And I said, well, it's it's called Reiki, which just means uh, life force guided by God's wisdom in, in Japanese. So, you know, don't think of the word Reiki as something foreign. Um, it's actually expressed in the Bible that that the older men laid hands on, on people and that, that mothers have this energy that comes out of them when, they're, when their children are sick or anything automatically comes out of them so you can go read books on it if you want or you can just say you know what i care about this person i'm going to put my hand uh, on their body and uh, i've seen miraculous things happen with it and one of the other colors was uh, lavender so i did i did have a, a color sensitivity that never liked red really don't like most orange colors Sometimes they're they're nice, but definitely don't like red and uh, love blue. When I was younger, it was purple and yellow, and, and now it's blue and gold are my favorite colors. And the purples and the lavenders and the, and the, um, what's the indigo color, the real rich purple blue. I think everybody yeah. is somewhat attracted to blues. The sky, the eye color, everybody tends to 
have a Not tendency everybody. to be attracted to blues. I like Not blues everybody. and purples. Purples. Hi. Not the people who are attacking us. They're not right. vibrating at blue. No. Nope. Um, I no, also no, want to add, let me just either. add, let me just add that in the end, what you want to do is achieve a balance which becomes white light, you know. But while we're living here and things are differentiated, we see the spectrum. Like we, we see and feel the spectrum of emotions. And you know there is light therapy out there. It's not new. Um, going back at least till the 90s, there have been light therapies that use uh, color filters like you would in a theater to change the lighting in your room depending on what you need. Um, there's also light therapy related to energizing water depending on what color vase you put it in. So uh, and this is something my mother taught me before I think they killed her. Uh, she was really advanced and she was telling me about how you can energize water and drink it to a certain frequency. So if you get those, like, cobalt blue bottles, you put that in the window for a day, and it will, it should, you know, I haven't looked under a microscope, but it should change the frequency of the water to a spectrum that is healing for you, whereas if you're feeling lethargic or depressed, you might want, to use more of an orange or red range, or especially the yellows, because yellow has to do with the will. And some people who are depressed, they do need that energizing water um, to, you know, get them going. So those are some light therapies that you can think about to change your frequency as well. Hello. Hello. Thank Hi. you. That's this why we have all the spectrums. I'm sorry. This is Chris. Yeah. Watson. Hi, Chris. Hello. How are you? How are Hi. You? How are you? Uh, yes. Uh, I have uh, two uh, questions uh, unrelated to the subject. Uh, I don't know if it's appropriate for me to speak at this time. Yeah, I think we're about wrapped up on the color yeah. therapy, aren't we? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, yes, about the... Um, oh, yes. I had... Uh, contact you by phone and also I have uh, sent in a uh, request on your listserv for the newsletter to be sent to the other email as well. Is it possible for you to send the newsletter to both emails? Um, yeah, it is because it's handling that. So if you sent me an email, then I would have forwarded it to her. Okay, well, I I'll give it to you if uh, if if you like, because um, I had tried to before and um, and I wasn't successful to oh, try to. Okay, yeah, I'm sitting on twenty two hundred and eighty three emails in one mailbox right now, and about six hundred in the other. Um, so Skizit's taken over the the citizens website email because I just can't keep up. Um, so if it slipped by, go ahead and give it to me. Okay. It's uh, Q-O-L-S-P-O-N-Y. That's Q as in quality. O of life. Q-O-L. Go ahead. S, S as in Sarah. P as in Paul. O as in 
of okay and, uh s q o l s p o n y as in new york okay at what uh that's at gov g o v sponsored s p o n s o r e d s t a l k i I'm sorry, I'm going too fast. Yeah, too many letters. I've got gov-sponsored. What's the next word? Uh, it's gov-sponsored-stalking.info. Info. Okay, I have uh, Q-O-L-S-P-O-N-Y at gov-sponsored-stalking.info. Yes. And... uh and I wanted to ask, is it okay if I could send, uh, is the newsletter particularly for members? No, it's not. It's to the whole world. We're okay, that great. Way. Great. I have a whole bunch of people on my listserv, and as you know, I I run a, well, it's not really a group. It's more like an entity. It's like an information exchange where people come in and they get information about stalking, electronic harassment, and everything. And okay. so I sent out to my list of people. And uh, and so this is a, a, a better system than the Yahoo account that I have. So if you can just connect me to that, to your newsletter, then I can just send everything out on that list. Okay. And my other quick comment is uh, they've been messing with my eyes. Well, they mess with other parts of my body as well. Uh, And uh, it's been very hard for me to uh, see into the computer. I've been having uh, blurry versions and, like, glare. Uh, Has anybody else experienced anything like this? Big time. Uh, Some people are... Going to American Medical Supply and other places like on eBay, and they're looking for laser-protecting glasses. And from what I know at this point, some of the laser frequencies are out of our sight spectrum. And some of us, including myself, have been hit right in the pupil. Um, Yes. Inside of an enclosure with one layer of Linkstat over it, I was half asleep, and when I turned over inside the enclosure so that I was facing towards the window, which doesn't have any shielding material up in it, I got hit right in the in the pupil in my left eye, and then my vision started getting really bad. Uh, wow. So I, I do know people, yeah, laser tech is, uh, you know, three-dimensional and very capable of, of pinpoint hits, so... They're obviously using technology probably beyond through-the-wall radar to be able to do such an accurate pinpoint hit and go through uh, a window screen, glass, curtains, link stat, and hit me exactly in the pupil. And uh, there there is talk of of lasers actually delivering implants. So if you want to look out somebody's eyes, that, that may have been what was done. And, oh, it's uh, most definitely what's being done because I noticed 
that after two months, I went from almost perfect vision to uh, blurry vision. And now when I look at car head in the night, it's especially bad. When I look at car headlights and everything, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be blind so from all of this that they're doing to me. Uh, I've been, um, I don't know, I just really, I'm very bothered by this. Yeah, you're being attacked, and I'm just going to tell you something, and this goes in the recording, so I'm also giving a warning with it that a couple of people gave me a heads up um, about using colloidal silver, and so I started doing some research on it because after they hit me in the eye, my vision started getting bad, but my my eyes felt kind of itchy, and... I just thought, well, if there was any kind of pathogens that were in my eyes, colloidal silver would kill some of those. And if there was a possibility that, you know, in the old days they used silver in the paint to make mirrors, that maybe I would make a mirror and they wouldn't be able to see through whatever they put in my eye to look out my eyes. And so, anyway, I started putting some colloidal silver in a spray bottle and I started spraying it in that eye. And within two or three days, uh, my vision started getting better again. Okay. And then, and then yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody got a hold of me and they said, uh, by putting colloidal silver in your eyes, it's actually damaging the rods and cones in your eye. And so I... I did a search on that. I didn't find anything about it. I I found more uh, testimonies from people saying that uh, it helped. It helped their eyes. There wasn't any kind of problem with it. We we make our own silver. Um, but my other concern. I need to learn how to make my own silver. Well, it's it's not hard. You go on Amazon and you buy the ninety nine point nine nine percent pure uh, 14-gauge, about 6-inch long uh, pieces of silver. It's it's better than jewelry grade, so don't think you're going to do it with jewelry because you don't want any other bad fillers to, to end up in that water that you're making it in. And right. Then you, 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 you go to the thrift store and you get a 12-volt DC uh, AC adapter that has about 1 amp or so many milliamps. The you know, the less the better. If you go more you'll end up with clumpy silver. It tries to make too fast and it eats the silver. Um so nothing more powerful than one amp and, and you'll see on the the A C adapters, you know, there's usually a box full of A C adapters in thrift stores for twenty five cents or a dollar. Um right, so right. Under, yeah, I'm under, not familiar with them. Uh, and then you just yeah, I uh, do need to I do need to uh to to address this issue as soon as possible because I don't know. I don't know how long I have on this earth if I if I go blind. I just don't know. Uh I'm really in a really terrible state. As you know, I I live outside. And so yeah. I believe that they are uh able to do whatever they want to me pretty much. But uh, I I was able to escape a lot of the uh, more damaging attacks when I was living in a uh, apartment briefly or a house. 
Well, in no. you know, in, in a desperate situation where you feel your vision being threatened, I would definitely pursue getting some laser protection type glasses either on eBay or American Medical Supply. Helena had reported had some, if I remember right. Um, and then as far as using the silver, uh, I can't say that I saw any damage and I didn't see any information. That person just came out of the blue and emailed me and then disappeared. So it could have been a, an agent plant just giving me bullshit disinformation. Um, because after that was done, I, I never heard from them again. Uh, I can't so say I need that to I... go to Amazon and purchase this device that makes the uh, Colodo silver? Or you, can, you can make it, or you can just go buy an AC adapter and buy the two pieces of silver wire. If you're If you're in a position to solder some wire, uh, you would connect the plus and the minus of the AC adapter that you get from a thrift store up to uh, to the two pieces of silver, and then you just bend them at an L angle and you stick them in a glass of distilled water. Um, or okay, you can I'll buy, no. or, you, or you can just go buy a silver maker. There's a whole bunch of them. You don't All need right, anything fancy. I'd buy the cheapest one you can get. It's that simple. And as far as putting colloidal silver into your body as an antipathogenic, from what I've been reading lately about the building materials of nano silver or of uh, nanotechnology, carbon nanotubes, quantum dots, smart dust, all this, uh, they're, they're electrical conductors that they use in these materials um, to basically set up frequency-responsive secondary wiring systems in our bodies. And some of this has been going on through food and chemtrails and all that. Uh, So, and then I've actually witnessed within, you know, 10 seconds of dropping smart dust into what looked like water, maybe it was some other material, but was probably water, that they drop this dust into the the liquid, and in ten seconds it grew wires. Well, the coatings wow. on the coatings on these wires um, are to protect it from touching each other because it wouldn't be able to hold an electrical path if it was rubbing up against the other wire. Um, and the inner material is conductive, and so. Uh, a warning that came to me through somebody um, who got a warning from, I'd say, a pretty well-educated, reliable source said, don't take colloidal silver internally because it's conductive and you'll, you'll give the building materials to the nanotech that it wants growing in your body. And three or four different materials that have been analyzed out of the chemtrails are some of those building materials. So I wouldn't suggest adding colloidal silver because it's many particles of a conductive material to your body. Uh, Find another way to kill pathogens. And I'm saying this just to make sure whenever anybody's talking about colloidal silver that all of this gets disclosed in the recording for anybody who listens later. So 
So what you're saying is I can I can put it in my eyes like I would put eye drops in my eyes, but not to put it in my body, not to digest it through right. my uh okay. okay. Right, and I and I'm saying a lady now, was telling me, a radionics person told me, I really do need Colodo Serva to really fight this. So you're saying something entirely different here. Yeah, I am. And, and material. I, I'm looking in two different books that cost more than $200 for the, the books, and they're uh, explaining the building materials and what's conductive and what's protective that's used in many nanotechnology applications. And I'm here to make sure that it's disclosed in this recording that anybody who puts colloidal silver in their eyes uh, for the benefit of killing pathogens and or helping their vision to recover for whatever reason that it has for for a few of us that have done this, uh, that you're doing so at your own risk. But it is definitely, I would have to say, from what I know, not a good idea to put colloidal silver into your body internally. If you've got to kill pathogens, go get some grapefruit seed extract made by Nutribiotics. It's about $10 for a bottle that will last you two to five years. There's an antipathogenic component inside of a grapefruit seed that's designed to keep parasites from eating the seed. Uh, that particular substance that's put into grapefruit seed extract, uh, I think it was salicylic acid, um, kills about 200 different pathogens and it's not conductive. It's not something that you would take every day. It's just something that you take. It's it's something that you would use once in a while when you need it. Thanks for that. Okay. Because I was taking clay at one time. I was using clay as a cleanser. Yeah, and I'm, you know, at this point, I've just read some information recently about uh, clay not being a good thing. And until I study it a little bit further and get the specifics, you know, there's French clay, there's bentonite clay. Um, I don't know that I would would do that. I'm, I can only give a warning because this does, you know, go out to the 75 people or so that are listening and to others that may go listen to the recordings to see what they can learn from them. So I'd have oh. to make it uh, clear that anybody who chooses to use clay, um, it's at their own risk, and they might do a little research to find out if it may be more harmful for us. And another thing I'd really like to point out that comes to mind that's important is the subliminal stuff that they're putting through our minds uh, can do things like tell you at night when you're sleeping, you're a worthless piece of crap, you'll never amount to anything, don't bother to take that vitamin C, don't bother to eat, don't bother to go take a break and go out in nature. They'll do all these kind of things, but they can also put thoughts in your head to get you to take things or crave things that are causing you more harm. Exactly. So when, nice when you go... When you go on natural news uh, and you look at all the work Mike Adams has done, somewhere there's a list on his website that he produced of all the foods and food companies that they found nanofibers in their foods and liquids. 
so Coca-Cola is is oh, a, a no-no, you know? You want, I don't you want drink it. soda. I can't drink anything. Like, uh, I only drink rainwater. They they just saturate the whole uh, entire uh, uh everything with nanotech with me. I mean, it's so well um, engineered how they how they stop these places. And, I mean, it's, it's something you probably wouldn't even believe. No, I would believe because I'm studying yeah. it. And what I'm seeing under my microscope is fluorescent, and that's a sign of quantum dots, which is... Yeah, we, uh, I think nano. we need to learn more about the quantum dot uh, how they're using that and what ranges of frequencies and is that something that goes through the skin, it goes through the walls, and then what what are they designed to do? You know, we need to find out more about those quantum dots because uh, a lot of this nanotechnology could also be riding on those through-the-wall frequencies and, um, you know, they can, you know, they don't even have to come in your house. They can just, like with me, they just drop chemicals right through the air at me. And I'm not making that up. That sounds like a ridiculous science science fiction story. But it's related to the quantum physics that's more advanced than most people. So we need to find out a little bit more. I'm wondering, when you say quantum dots, and you said something about fluorescence, right? Like they're vibrating and they're creating light. Yep. Now, I, I wonder how they, how they do that. I heard it back effects about fluorescent lighting, and, and it's like basically electrocuting a person. Somebody told me this back in the 90s, and I'm not really that old, but somebody told me I, I, I should be uh, 46 now. It's probably 12, right? I probably turned 46 well, at 1 o'clock. But yeah, somebody told me fluorescent light lighting is like very bad for the the electro electro system of the human being. Yeah, that we know. But what, yeah, but what Neil is talking about is microscopic, not like you know fluorescent lights in a store. He's talking about these tiny little fluorescents that. Now, we're talking about bio, it's like bioluminescence. That's actually probably more accurate of a term because it means that it has its own light inside of it, and that's showing up on his microscope. That got there. Okay, well, I'm going to take a look at this great food seed extract because I had even tried charcoal as a way to detox from this uh, nanotech that they have in my body. So I'm definitely going to take a look at these things and uh, and also take a look at some of the the, uh, products that you sell on your site in regards to uh, trying to shield. I can't do the other type of shielding like, uh, like cover like the forage cage, I can't do that because that's that's uh, cage. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't um, matter you know, anyway. 
Yeah, it's so beyond us, you know. I mean, it's just the technology is so far beyond anything we could get on the consumer level. But uh, also I wanted to say um, that clay, the problem with clay is where it comes from. So, see, clay can have lead in it. It can have anything that comes from its environment. So the key to getting good clay, either for your skin or however, uh, is to find out what its source is. And you should be able to find that out from the company. If they don't tell you, then you just find another company. But clay can be very, it can be purified and then used for, you know, cleansing or absorbing toxins and so forth. Right. I thought I had gotten a better clay uh, company to uh, to detox. And I uh, also tried charcoal, too, to mm-hmm. detox from a lot of the things that they uh, put in the uh, food or, yeah. or the metals and stuff. Yeah, and those are good to have on hand if you get a poisoning, you know, if you get suddenly, you know, they drop something in your food or uh, charcoal, activated charcoal, which is a purified form, uh, you can get in a health food store. Okay. I appreciate this. I'm going to definitely look into this and uh, check the American. I did buy some glasses a while back in the early part of my targeting. I did buy some glasses to deal with it, and I found they still was able to hit me with the technology. And this was all the way back in uh, 2008 when my targeting first started. So I did buy some type of uh, glasses, and uh, I found after a while it worked for maybe um, a few times, like a few days or so, and then they seemed to have been able to uh, penetrate through them. And so, I don't know. Every time you find a a shield or a countermeasure, they upgrade or they go around. That's the problem with all of this. But you just got to keep experimenting, you know, change it up. I mean, creativity is such a great uh, skill to have because that means you can keep problem solving and finding new ways to do things. And then you can keep mixing it up. Like, don't always go the same way to work uh, because they're waiting for you on the corner. Try new ways. The creativity is really helpful. And and being impromptu, you know, improvise, then uh, you're less predictable. Right. You know what time it is? It is six minutes till midnight. Okay. On the East Coast. And it's May it's May sixteenth, right? It will be. Yeah, it will be. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go. Uh, I really appreciate your your time and uh I'll stay in touch with you. And uh, I don't have I I'm using minutes on my phone, so uh hopefully next month I have uh, unlimited Okay. Hey, thanks. Thanks for coming. Thank, thank you for the advice. I appreciate it. You're, you're welcome. Take care of yourself, Chris, and happy forty sixth. Happy forty sixth. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I should turn forty six at one o'clock. Uh, oh. 
uh, this evening, yeah, 1 o'clock. Oh, really? This is your birthday? The May 16th is your birthday? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, 1 o'clock. Thank you, (laughs) thank you. Hey, so you're a Taurus, all right. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't think I was going to make it this year. It's been really rough. They've been really turning it up on a different level, entirely different level. So... I don't know. I mean, there's days I just don't want to live anymore. It's just been really, really hard. I lost my sister uh, about a couple of months ago, and my life is just just plummeting down the hill with all of this stuff going on. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to use this time for. Uh, take care, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank yeah. you. You too, Chris. Yeah. Bye now. Okay, we had somebody who's waiting in the background patiently for her turn that wanted to talk about health stuff. Are you still here? Oh, that was Linda, Linda Koss. Oh. Linda, you, yeah. Hey, Neil, what's up, how are you? Hey, what's going on now? <laughs> Nothing good, man. You know the story, they're, uh, they're turning that, that uh, channel. Um, that, I wanted to talk to Chris about... um. He should really get to uh, an ophthalmologist or an uh, optometrist because he could be getting cataracts. I mean, I had cataracts, one in each eye, before I became a knowing TI. They could have given them to me. Uh, but it, it, it's a very successful, easy operation. And it like, it's like a miracle operation. You walk out and everything is clear and bright, like a, a cinemascope to the green. And uh, one way you can test to see if you have cataracts is to take a piece of white paper and put it down in front of you and cover one eye and then the other eye. And if one eye looks yellow, that means you're getting a yellow. The paper is yellow. Oh, would you stop who's ever doing your, your percussion? Um, that means you have a cataract or you are getting one, uh, but it will take your vision faster than anything, and uh, there's no need to with it. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's it. Okay. Um, that That's all. It's uh, With all the stuff they're doing, it's just cataracts are one thing that, um, you know, you can take care of. And uh, the people who don't usually will go blind. So uh, it's it's really worthwhile investigating. Okay. Yeah, and there's apparently problems with that being antagonized with lasers, so it could happen at a younger age. Yeah, possibly. Also, with the ozone layer changing, it can happen at a lower age if you're out in the sun a lot. But I'll tell you, it was, it's a miracle. I now have 20-20 vision, and my vision was just going. I couldn't see the lines on the road at night. It went so fast in one eye. It was amazing. Maybe it was induced by the um, the sickies, the filth. Don't know. Yeah. Did you ever uh, see any of a Dr. Uh, William Mount, M-O-U-N-T, any of his uh, videos, Neil? No. No, you didn't see it yet. See them yet? No. no, I'm just I'm overwhelmed in dealing with a health thing that I've 
Yeah, I just think he may have some uh, answers for you because he's been through everything. He's now a TI. He's been he's worked for the government now, TI, and he's just it's all homeopathic, you know. Uh, but he has he's found some stuff that really works well. So um, you can look up uh, his topic um, in his subscription thing and see if you can get help, maybe with okay. the limes or something. Yeah, no, I actually have something eating my red blood cells. That's very strange. You mentioned pernicious anemia. I wrote down that you have to eat red meat. Iron is absorbed with uh, that kind of anemia through red meat only, really, unless you get it injected. Uh, my grandfather had it and uh, died from it, actually, but that's you know a long time ago. They didn't really know what it was or how to handle it. But I've had doctors tell me that, you know, I mean, I always have to watch my blood count and uh, eat meat. Um, yeah. Mel, can I ask you a, 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 some advice? Sure, Health-wise? sure. I'd like her to tell me any idea they're shooting all these nano sensors into my legs and feet. And I'm so swelled up. I've tried, uh, you know, the buckets, the water, the... Uh, activated uh, charcoal, uh, the salts. Uh, uh, I have to admit, I got off the colloidal silver, but to be honest, they, it's some kind of blockage, you know. I'm like, whoa, I didn't do my colloidal, and I make my own also gold at, uh, with uh, silver and uh, copper. Is it copper? Mm-hmm. And um, I just keep forgetting, but what would you advise? Well, you're talking to me? Yeah, it seems like you know a lot about, you have some good health tips. I see. Morning, it was very painful. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Mont suggested you get a sterling silver fork and, and, and spoon and use those at every meal. He said you will get your colloidal silver. And yeah, and the elite did that. We didn't realize the rich, even a long time ago, they used that. Even would put a silver dollar down in their milk and... Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple when you know the simplicity of it. Um, yeah. In terms of feet, I soak mine uh, in cold and then warm because they had me hit my toes. So I've got, besides all the other stuff they've given me, I've now got a really bad little toe on one foot. So it's I do a, a cold or warm to bring the blood down there because feet heal very slowly. And then do the cold afterwards, just to keep the swelling down. And you can uh, put a pillow under yeah. your feet at night. I'm, I you... did that. Um, there's someone in the room. Uh, I made. I tried to make a nano bucket. Um, I didn't do the best job. I did get the alligator clips and all that and the wa- a copper wire. And it just. Um, I don't know. It's just targeting. You know. Yeah, it's very hard to keep up. It is. Uh, just do the things that comfort me because if I get into all the other stuff, I start tripping on my own wires. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Place. yeah. I have no Wi-Fi, so I have wires everywhere, and I end up uh-huh. tripping on the wires, which is worse. Um, and and uh, grounding. Grounding, if you can get real wet grass and just stand on it, it'll it'll work wonders for the lower extremities. You know, they've got me where uh, since day one when they came in with the hard weapons, not just the electronics, uh, 
uh, my world has been, I don't know if any other TIs get what I mean, but it's like when I go outside, no matter what, where I go or what I do, if it's just to go to the bottom of the steps, whatever, I feel like I'm in another world. And it must be from all the God knows what. They're flying over, spraying on me. Uh, what kind of feeling is it, another world? Uh, just uh, my my balance is, hasn't been right since. I feel vertigo. Yeah. Um, I, I listened um, to an insider what I do about is, that. Uh, is he's, I hand over my head real fast and it breaks the waves. One woman suggested that, and that's what I do. And when I'm in my apartment, I say out loud, they are hitting me in the head now. Um, and it does stop the vertigo. Uh, and you could just pretend you're trying to get rid of a bumblebee that's been... That's true. Something. <laughs> I uh, heard an insider uh, uh, over at SoundCloud, and this guy knows a lot, more than anyone. And it's rumored he... Well, he, I heard him say one night, <laughs> I went ballistic, I lost it, when I heard him say he conducted flyovers over nice oh. women's homes. They were being tortured, but they're not in God's book of life. And that mirrored what Julian McKenney wrote decades ago when she seen this Holocaust coming, and she's in communication with me. And a Dr. Greer cited her letter that was filed through the CIA, he got it, and um, it's her words to me. And uh, she knew that they were going to do all this and use us as remnants, the biblical remnants. That's even from a Dr. Pate, who's passed on now, that they interviewed. And um, they have us on computers. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is uh, the last two days this thing has been letting me know. It's like it wants to drive me crazy. Does anybody know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what time. you just say is, I know, I know, when they, when they try to let you know, just say, I know. Yes. What else? Uh, also, yes. I say, in, when I swear, I say, oh, you prick or you filth, or Miss Sentient, which is a sentient computer that they now have, the super, super emotional computer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's hitting <laughs> you, but I want to cover all yeah. bases. Um let me see one other thing. Oh, oh I saw oh, I saw something today I think everybody should see if you have a computer. It's called, on YouTube, Just Shadow Government. It's about an hour and something. Shadow Government. And it, go, it goes back to the people who have known about this. It's very, very informative. A lot of the stuff we know, but they put it in a shape and form that makes a lot of sense about how it has evolved and who's involved. And uh, I really think it's worth it. And I, um, you can just listen to it as you clean the floors and, and knock off bugs from your head and whatever. I, I'm, I'm going to put really this worth in. Um, I, I banged into... YouTube, by the uh, way, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, I found on Oath Keepers, not, uh, they're, uh, they're talking about gang stalking in length, heavy duty, and underneath the video, they'll mention, they'll lead into the word gang stalking at 1447 on the first video, on the link I just put in here. If you don't, if you're not on the inner, if you're not in Neil's room, just go to oathkeepers.org, go to the bottom, to the far right, put in the uh, search box, Jade Helm. This has been going on since the 1990s, and we didn't know it. This is a joint, 
a joint targeting effort. I've been reading the PDFs. And it's um, when, when they turned everything over to AI. Yeah. Uh, we are all AI on computers right now. Everything. All systems. I know, everything. everything. I agree. Everything. Oh, if, if, if you guys weren't on the call just a little few minutes ago, I'm saying that I'm studying two different books that are over my head, but getting the specific information because I was warned by a toxicologist that TI should not take colloidal silver internally because really? it's con conductive. And so uh, th this is why I just recommended to Chris to use grapefruit seed extract as an antipathogenic instead. Uh, and in my cross-referencing research, what I found is uh, three or four of the materials that are found in the chemtrails are all building materials for nanocarbon tubes and other nanotechnology. So the, the warning the toxicologist gave was don't take colloidal silver internally because you're giving uh, nano-sized particles for building materials to help build the networks that have been installed in us in a variety of ways to be built faster. And 20 years ago, I felt that the chemtrails was something that would be done over a period of time and would be accumulative. And I think I have enough knowledge at this point to say that that is exactly the case. They they may install implants in us and people can go go to some voodoo doctor in South Africa and he'll cut them out with a rusty pocket knife for a bowl of rice and, and a hug. Um, but they're going to find they're still hooked up to the whole nano-secondary frequency responsive wiring system that's been installed in all of us that is interfacing with AI, and that's how it's being done. So the, the implant technology is really a lower-level thing, uh, depending on when you might have gotten into this program and through the years, the different technology of implants that they used was based on what they had available. Now that's really become all obsolete, but since those systems are installed in people, they're still using those systems, is what I would have to say I see has happened. But as I said... Um, it makes even, sense. If I've we got the colloidal silver, when I think about it, yeah, that it, would, it sticks to it then, you mean it's more like a conductor? And Yeah, and as I okay. told you, just in case they erased your memory and you forgot, um, I looked up lymphedema in a two-inch thick book on enzymatic therapy, and it recommends Wobenzyme N, N as in now. And oh. you, you really have to get that because what it does uh -huh. is it's miraculous. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that I have a swollen right forearm that's been puffy like Popeye, uh, for about six years now and didn't realize what it was. And and then I found out that uh, Lyme disease can pool up in the lymphatic system. So there there are pathogens that could pool up and cause lymphedema. And the therapy was to take three Wobenzyme and uh, enzyme pills per day. And as I've been doing that, uh, it's shrinking. The swelling is going down, and 
If I look under my microscope, uh, somebody who stands in front of a smart meter for one minute, you take a blood sample, you look under your microscope, and you'll see all their red blood cells are stacked up together like a roll of coins. If you take three Wobenzyme N, and then you wait 20 minutes, and then you take another blood sample, they're no longer all stacked up. And uh, this is the case. I could not ever give enough credit to Wobenzyme N. Anybody who wants you... to see what's been said about it, go read the the reviews on Amazon about how many people that had joint pain, muscle pain, lymphatic problems like lymphedema uh, were given good benefit. And, and the product originally came from Germany, if I remember right, and then there's a company here called Garden of Life now that sells it. Uh, it kind of smells like cat pee when you open the bottle. So I called the company and I said, uh, you know, why does this smell like a cat box? And, and she said there's a reaction between lipase or amylase, one of the, the enzymes that's in it, and the vanilla coating that we put on it. She said, don't worry about it. So, How do you spell uh, it? It's W-O-B-E-N, like Ben, and then Z-Y-M-E, and then a space, and then the letter N, as in now. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the one of the things that's happening, and I'm wondering, uh, since December, whatever's come out of chemtrails and food, air, water source stuff, that's brought on some heavy respiratory flus and then cross-referencing some research uh, about things found in so-called Morgellons syndrome cases, <clears throat> which I would call a, a syndrome because there's more than one thing involved there uh, with nanotechnology and, and biologicals, you know, like pathogens, uh, nanotubes that Skizit's research at Skizit Gesture on YouTube is showing there's pathogens coming out of these little nanotubes. So there's a, a mix of natural and synthetic biology. And what Carnicom Institute has reported uh, after fairly extensive microscopic work and growing cultures of these fibers in Petri dishes is that they're, they're thriving on iron. And so um, the, the pathogens that he's finding, he's saying, has four different stages, and it, it is like a chlamydia infection. Well, there's two strains of chlamydia. One is chlamydia trachomatis, um, which causes sexual infections and is easily you know, contagious and transmittable. And then there's one called chlamydia pneumoniae, which causes pneumonia. So based on that, uh, I just thought, well, you know, anybody who could kill that type of an infection, maybe it's been genetically altered. There is some, some information about chlamydia is being used and altered as a biowarfare agent. Uh, so what it's doing is it's, it's secreting an acid to oxidize the iron in the hemoglobin in a red blood cell and that's separating the iron out in a form that looks like rust, and then they're eating that oxidized iron. And so 
by having microwave pointed at you and causing rouleau to happen in your blood where your red blood cells all stack up and then to not have the iron there for the mitochondria to do the metabolic processes of carrying oxygen through your blood for you, um, there is a possibility that those of us that are getting shortness of breath and vertigo are not getting enough oxygen. Uh, it was also found that using food-grade peroxide in a Petri dish to grow these cultures along with uh, iron sulfate or some kind of iron source, uh, let alone human blood, uh, were all mediums that were used to grow these fibers in Petri dishes, and they thrived on it. So I'm not going to suggest anybody using food-grade peroxide to put so many dro drops in a glass of water to get oxygen. I'm, I'm highly suggesting Wobenzyme N to get your cells separated from each other so they can work better and to supplement yourself with leafy greens and, and as Melinda's pointed out, uh, red meat. If, if you're craving something like red meat... Organic uh, grass-fed uh, buffalo burgers are the best you can do. You get them at Trader Joe's. They're all pasture-fed and no no injections. So I have a buffalo burger about once every 10 days. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I wish we had a Trader Joe's. Because I know here. it's organic, you know. I know, I you know, they don't pin up the buffalo. And they're, they're, it's um, a very structured harvest to keep the herds, you know, healthy and not overcrowding their environment. Mm -hmm. um, somebody's also bringing up in the chat room uh, about the, the zappers with Hulda Clark and, you know, people with, with a variety of parasites Holder Clark's son came up with a simple little circuit that's, you know, $20 worth of radio shack parts. And I used to build those and give them to people uh, that were friends and stuff. And I may get rid of colds and viruses and stuff like that to some extent. Um, Don Croft, who... Also, apropos of your yeast, uh, it's very important that everybody knows that Yeast is a killer. Yeast causes inflammation. It can get to your heart. And it's called uh, Candida albicans. And your grapefruit seed extract is excellent. And there's some stuff like, like Corella, something like that. A few things you can take that um, that will nip it in your body. Uh, yeah. I thought I had. That's what I had. And it turns out I had diabetes. See, that's... That's how you get diabetes is yeast can, can I say uh, something augment the, that. Can I say something about that, uh, Mel, the organic oregano oil, two drops in a glass of anything, followed up two weeks later by another uh, glass of the same, will pretty much kill that candida yeast stuff, even the bioengineered stuff, forever, pretty much till you get reinfected. Um, it works really, really well. I've used it on myself. Yeah. My mother and other people have used it as well. I don't know if it kills all the other stuff, though, but I use the grapeseed extract as well and flaxseed oil just in case, you know, what the heck. Grapefruit seed and also oil of oregano, yes. Well, that's when I when I had it, and uh, but then I was diagnosed with diabetes. 
So make um, sure that, that the yeast makes you susceptible not only to cancer but also to diabetes type two. Yeah. So right. that you can you can monitor yourself. You get a meter for free from one of the companies and uh, keep your blood sugar down. They're finding out that the blood sugar, high blood sugar, is the killer of killers. High blood okay. pressure and high blood sugar; those two have got to be monitored. Blood sugar, blood sugar, basically um, rusts the pipes. Your pipes being your blood vessels, it rusts them and leaves mm. the inside or the internal lining all roughed up, and then stuff sticks to it, plaque sticks to it, and uh, clots. Yeah. Well, I'm, I I got rid of the diabetes through diet, but the neuropathy is still there, unfortunately. Once your nerves are killed, they're killed. They don't regenerate. What kind try of nerve? Try fish oil. Try Carlson's peripheral, fish oil. Peripheral neuropathy. Try, try Carlson's hmm? fish oil. Try Carlson's fish oil. My mother had diabetic neuropathy and cellulitis in her lower legs. And I um, gave her fish oil, and her blood thinned out really, really well and permeated and perfused all the capillary beds, including in her legs, and I cured her cellulitis, which the doctor said was impossible. So go figure. Um, so I'll try it. Uh, did her nerves regenerate? They weren't that bad to begin with, I guess, because they did. They are regenerated. She can feel stuff in her uh, nerves. That, yeah. Hmm. So don't give uh, I'll give it a try. Now. It was supposed to be incurable, and it, it was curable. Also, dilating capillary beds with anything that relaxes smooth muscle, like marijuana does. But there's other substances, if you don't use marijuana, that might relax smooth muscle. You look it up. Because smooth muscles are kind of Well, I would muscles. get the uh, the pill, because I, I, I don't like yeah, the marijuana yeah, high. Yeah, the oil. And I took one quick whiff or puff, whatever, they drag, whatever they took, um... And I got a little stone. I said, it's so strong right now. I I, I really don't like that. Yeah, it just I just it, it just reminds me of a, a a bunch of people like lying down like they're dead. They're just, oh, man, I feel so groovy. Well, you know, it, I don't like that. <laughs> no, they started like, down, like so I do that strong. is when I go to bed, not, not during the day. Well, anyway, but they do have a pill that relaxes smooth muscle. There's anything that might relax smooth muscle. It's stuff that constricts the blood vessels. So anything that yeah. relaxes smooth muscle, any kind of substance, it doesn't have to be marijuana. Or you can take the hemp oil or the pills or whatever. They might do the same thing. But then I'm just saying, dilating the capillary beds and perfusing those capillary beds is the answer. And then eating the correct food, you're absolutely right. But most of the green... Yeah, the diet. I'm, I mean, that's my diet for life. It's a, you I'll get, I just do gourmet, gourmet diabetic diet. I can't eat greens anymore, even the organic. I just ate a handful of organic greens tonight with nothing on it, just plain. And I, my nose starts running. I think they're using practice water to water the organic plants just to get it up that way. I really do. My nose runs all the time, all the time. Well, yeah, and my good. mother wrote my sister a letter, and evidently as a kid my nose ran all the time. I don't know. I'm just doing Epsom salts and some warm water now for my feet. Well, I have some as exciting news. I have some exciting news. and I mean, I started researching the work of Hulda Clark who wrote Cure for All Diseases and and how her engineer's son had designed this simple little circuit that ran off a 9-volt battery and killed many parasites. And, and then I went on to 
other electromedicine devices and ended up getting a $5,000 Rife machine from Canada because it was one of the best in the world. And by then, I knew I was dealing with Lyme disease and mycoplasmas. And uh, I tried, you know, I built zappers. They worked for colds and, and basic kind of stuff. But after researching Rife machines and realizing the frequency range of pathogens and that uh, technologically the approach was by playing the frequency that matches the pathogen, you blow the pathogen up, it dies. And then, I, yeah, I agree. And out of, that, out of that pathogen comes other parasites and other viruses. And so you would use the zapper for seven minutes and then wait 20 minutes for all the other bad stuff to come out and then do it again, and you would do it three times. And so uh, somebody handed me a paper in about the mid-'90s and said, uh, Don Croft from World Without Parasites created a zapper called the Terminator, and he put a Mobius coil in there and a ruby and an amethyst with coils wrapped around it, and it kills mycoplasmas, genetically altered ones. And I was excited. I was excited to tears because I already had a test positive for that, so I knew I had one of 15 strains. So I tried it, and the symptoms didn't go away. And after X amount of time, I just said, well, I have microscopes, and I'm into microbiology and all that, and I would like to know uh, what labs that you use to confirm that your Terminator kills these genetically altered bugs. And he could not produce the proof. He just said, he said, just try it, it works. And I said, up yours, give me my money back. That pissed me off. So uh, to hell with his Terminator. I'm holding back from saying the F word here because he's a fraud. What he did didn't work. But what I'm going to tell you on a happier note is that... Um, I went on to realize, you know, the chemtrails were a problem, that even though I was halfway through a very long protocol of running right frequencies to kill all the different pathogens and viruses in Lyme disease, um, they had burned my house down when I got about half of the frequencies for that whole long protocol run done, and I still wasn't out of pain. I've been in severe pain since... September of 1990, um, and so ending up tested positive for an altered mycoplasma fermentans incognitus that's being mislabeled fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome for those who don't know, and is mm -hmm. found in many other so-called disease cases. It's being misdiagnosed uh, right. by mainstream medicine. Okay, well, here's what I found. Um, I had some information come to me that said those who got Lyme disease went on to get more gallons. And I started studying chemtrails, and I started having information coming to me about what was involved in Morgellon syndrome, and that's how I met Skizit. I saw her videos and her deep scientific research on uh, the pathogens and the 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 structural components of getting things to be able to live and thrive inside of a human body that were not originally designed to ever be there or thrive. And so going through this thing of finding 
one of maybe 10 or 15 different potential pathogens that are eating the iron out of my hemoglobin, which is why I'm seeing my my red blood cells being chewed on and, and devoured and destroyed and having all this symptomology and the, the acidosis and the anemia. Now it's it's understood. Um, at 2,500 magnification, this pathogen is about as big as a pinhead. And I can see them bouncing around and, and all that, but I haven't been able to identify the specific one. But understanding the, the acid situation, doing things to balance my pH, and taking in food sources that provide iron, and drinking water, which I haven't drank much of because the water in Florida sucks. And I, I, you know, there's bacteria in bottled water and probably smart dust and maybe fluoride and God knows what else. It would be just another way. Um, but here's the exciting news, you guys. I'm going back through all these frequencies and names of these pathogens as I'm running these things that are a high probability of being one of the pathogens that would do this to red blood cells. And I came across some information uh, about a little unit that a lady said it cured her of Lyme disease and Morgellons type symptoms called the ultimate zapper. And I went, oh, geez, here we go with another zapper thing. I mean, I, I have a two-inch thick book that I've made up uh, and categorized in index sections on the research that I have done on Morgellons and things that schizits pass my way. And in the process of uh, making a copy of this stuff off the Internet to put in my book because there were frequencies on it, uh, this lady had written in this forum after somebody had posted some frequencies for using Rife machines uh, that this ultimate zapper had... Uh, cured her. And and so I said, you know, I'll go take a look. I used to build these circuits. They're really simple. Uh, what's so special about yours? And as you know, I'm kind of jaded after the, the false hope that Don Croft gave me with his Terminator uh, because he could not prove that it would kill what he said it would, and it didn't. Um, and it was $125 instead of, you know, $40 to, to buy a regular stock zapper off of eBay. There's a mini zapper for $39 shipped. Uh, it's a good little unit. But this ultimate zapper, I started looking around his website the other day, and hundreds of testimonies of getting rid of diabetes, getting rid of ulcers, getting rid of Lyme disease, getting rid of uh, mycoplasma infections, uh, <laughs> there is so much there that he's claiming, and I'm like, well, this sounds really cool, and, you know, I, I want to see the circuit. And so I looked, and I found a schematic, and, you know, I'm no electronics engineer or anything, but I looked at it, and I was like, well, this has certainly got a lot more parts in it than than the regular stock zapper circuit. I wonder how much he charges for it, you know, and... And so then I looked and I saw a special till Saturday night or something like that, $120 off. He has uh, four or five different models. And in the testimonies, all these people from all over the world are thanking him 
for designing this circuit and sharing, and apparently his story was uh, a health problem too, um, so he knew firsthand and had the capability to come up with some kind of an answer. I don't understand the circuit, but it turned out that uh, some of these units are about $500, and the sale that he had brought it down to about $389 plus shipping. Um, so they're not super cheap. Uh, it's like it's something that I would like to add to to my electromedicine devices and run some tests on and see for myself. But anybody who's in a position that thinks you know spending 400 bucks after they go over his website and see the things there, um, I wish he was offering it for a better price. But the the testimonies there and and some of the things that are said um, are pretty convincing to me. So I'm I'm passing this information on that it's called the ultimate zapper, and it's not any kind of a simple circuit. It's it's much more involved. It has a lot of transistors in it and and some kind of a a main central brain signal processor. Is that right, mom? Yeah, okay, well, let me quickly just say, uh, Dr. Mont, William Mont, M-O-U-N-T, the cure for Lyme disease, it's five minutes, five minutes and two seconds. It, it might be worth a peek. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, anybody who could come up with a cure for Lyme disease in five minutes and two seconds would probably be killed. Uh, so I'm a little bit cynical at this point. Because well, he's, uh, listen, he, he's had to... Uh, go undercover, so Did he, yeah, uh, they threatened uh, him. Okay. He he was in the government. He was a captain. Um, what can I say? Well, thanks. I I will check it out, and you know, I have this <laughs> this thing of notes that just goes on, and then when I get sidetracked, I've been up till six or eight o'clock in the morning. No, I know it's my... just five minutes, so I thought maybe you know you could let somebody speak now, and you could go view it. Following is how we have alleviated many of the symptoms, and it goes in a little deeper. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I have to be reminded of things because there's so much that I, I just cannot keep up with everything. That's the way it is. Phone calls and emails and research and stuff to do and things to build to test out. So I appreciate it when I get reminded. So has anybody uh, quietly and patiently been waiting to get a chance to share something? If there's something you'd like to share, just hit star 8 on your phone and, and I'll unmute you. Hello? Hello. Neil? Yeah. Um, I banged into, I was in search of, uh, fine, you know, more answers as usual. And, uh, I found gang, they're talking about gang stalking at Oath Keepers and in depth and in length. Yeah, if you good. remember Deborah Tavares, she was, uh, uh, she was lecturing them, you know, teaching them what all was going on. So uh <clears throat> so now they 
and they, uh, they're calling it uh, what's geospatial intelligence program, but it's is really heavy, and it goes right into the trilateral and every president who, what, when, and where. Uh, uh, the link I put in the in your uh, chat room. Mm-hmm. Did you see it earlier? That, that's like the first one you would start with, and that first video with DJ talking of Level Nine News. And she's been doing this, whoever she is, um, at 14.47, 14 minutes, 47 seconds into the first video, which is named 2015, G-O-N-T-I-N-T, uh, Symposia, you will hear them, her say gang stalking. Okay. Uh, I'm glad they're doing something. What's that? I'm glad that they're doing something. Yeah, and they seem like they're belated that they're learning what it is. And if you, you know, I've been reading through their notes and uh, and um, so they, you know, they did really swear an oath to stand by. I think I have oath keepers not far from me. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm, I've been getting shot in the lungs since uh, well, since it started down in Florida. I only go so far with that. You know, I did get the MSN, the crystals, pure MSM, and I bought a nebulizer. And um, I'm trying to remember every day to use it. And it is good. And I also, I don't just breathe it in I, uh, through the nose. I also do through the mouth. They say that's really good. And I did get those MSM pills. The MSM is, it's important. The MSM is important. Um, yeah. And if if you were to go do a search on iron deficiency, chronic iron deficiency, and look at the symptoms, uh-huh. if yeah. you if you follow a lot of that, uh, consider the the deficiencies would be iron, potassium, and sulfur, mm-hmm. according to what I'm studying. I'm very worried about the iron. I'm glad you reminded me of that. That's next on the agenda because they keep. I have no idea. They're shooting something into my veins, like in my hands, and and uh, I do get. I started getting the. I guess it's like a gel drop on me. Yeah, uh, that's reported by more than one person. Okay. Um, they started out there in Florida. I assumed at that time it was smart dust, but I'm hearing more about some kind of is it a laser gel or. Um, there's so much in our air. It's, I notice if I open the door just to just to look out, uh, uh, give it a few moments, and it's going to gather. You know, it gets in, and then it's got something to attack me with. These uh, UA. Anyway, um, I, I compared everything with uh, Oathkeepers and all their really A1 heavy duty videos. There's a lot of research they did, and this lady's telling the truth for us. And uh, she has a website, nine, uh, level9news.com. And uh, if you look under AI, artificial intelligence, and you'll, you're going to learn a lot, a lot of aha moments. Um, so uh, I compared that with what Kenny Rhodes has on his website with all the drone papers. And there's numerous ones. And these are straight from them, you know, and it's all of them. It's a joint targeting uh, program and uh, multinational corporations are involved as well. And it seems like the head one is DARPA, 
and uh, they are extremely advanced. And uh, you know, what are you going to say? That if you start researching DARPA, it's unreal. Um, and my labs, they call them my labs, military labs. And they don't need to put you down in the lab anymore, obviously. Um, I had a whistleblower write me from, he made it to New Zealand and told me, sent me photos from inside and shoo. Um, anyway, um, and then you compare that with the drone papers and that's, uh, you know, and, and they're using, this joint task force is using three, th- uh, mine war papers. They are being used on us. And I think that was, wasn't that Lavelle that wrote them? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he's Satanist, you know, practicing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And um, they are using the mind war papers, and this, their plans are to uh, emotionally destroy us, you know, more than un- to make us extremely unstable. So then they can take us into destitution, totally broke. And then the next is their main goal was to get us to commit suicide. That's in their words. So, and we are attacked with uh, uh, Predator and uh, Reaper drones. I have seen them many times. When I step out, I get aggravated. I want to know. And I will see the little red light flashing way up there. I've even gotten a picture of one in the chemtrails. And I can tell that it's... that. Oh, that's what's hitting me. And then... Um, the UAVs that are hovering all around us, unmanned. And I can look out and see them in all four directions. And then there's the UAS, which are the unmanned satellites. And then you just break it down from there. You know, which way do you want to go? Up to CERN. Chemtrails is a medium. CERN is the power behind direct energy weapons. And we can work our way down where they're attached to the cell phone towers. And the black boxes that go to the super quantum. Everything is run by these super quantum computers and artificial intelligence. Everything, so. Yeah. Um, can Can you give any clarity at all on, on how they're doing these these personality overlays where it seems that somebody is just taking over, taken over, and they're they're acting irrational? Yeah. And I'll give it to you just on a plain... You know, I don't throw religion into anything anymore. I leave that there. Um, it starts with CERN, and it's the most massive power ever on the face of this earth that the experts like uh, Anthony Patch is even aware of. It's the list that he makes. On I found this weekend on his site uh, where he writes about it is everything that they're doing to us. Everything. They can, and because of years and years, decades of massive chemtrail spray, and even I didn't pick up one until I kind of noticed something in 1997, but I didn't really note anything until 2006, maybe. Um, you know, they have sprayed over us so much, and you know, billions of uh, nano chips all pre-programmed. You know, and then you got everything else, and we're going to smart dust. Everything is uh, programmed and replicating, and because of that, they can control anyone. And with the cell phone, 
I had that happen to me the other day where somebody was so painfully possessed looking. And, you know, I'm glad that I was raised by ministers who told me to look outside that Bible. I'll never realize how important that was. They loved me so much, you know, and all they said was, we're not going to be here for you. And they knew that that this world was going into something bad. They knew. I don't know how they knew. They knew. And they were from West Virginia, way up there in them hills. So it goes to show, you know, it meant nothing. You know what I mean? And uh, when they went to move to Baltimore during World War II, their children were put three grades up in Maryland above everyone. So that goes, you know, they were not stupid. And they were called hillbilly at times. And it broke my grandmother's heart. But anyway, thanks to them, I looked outside that Bible. So that gave me a clearer view on what's happening to us. And that's basically how they're doing it. And with the help of the cell phone, it's a, it's on the same signal as the brain. And uh, the AI, they have uh, mapped us, our brains. You know, you might think, oh, it was there when I was a child. Maybe. Yeah, maybe not. I can only say for myself that I had too many moments uh, as a little girl, deja vu, and that's a computer glitch, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, moving up into my teens, when I think they started testing it on me once, like two, three times in my life, and I thought, gee, what was that? Told me to go play the lottery, and darn, I would have won, but I forgot. I was more like, well, what was that? You know, kind of thing. Uh, it actually tried to replicate that um, in the last year or two, but it was like really crazy digital. But I had that same digital craziness voices come to me once over the phone. When I and, and had they not kept ringing that phone, um, the huge heavy fifty pound plant over top of my head uh, would have might have killed me in the bathtub or broke my neck. I'll never forget that moment. I was a teenager. I'm now fifty nine. Uh, so I think that this AI has been on some of us, if not all of us, for a long, long time. Yeah. And of course, I do. And it was turned against us. It was programmed against us. That's what I'm getting, too. Would you do all the callers a favor and uh, explain in the depth of your research and, and growing up with ministers uh, the ulterior motives and the corruption uh, the information that was taken out of the Bible, that was put into it, why Constantine and others did what they did, uh, uh, the secret societies and the the level of corruption that manipulated that book and told us in religions, don't ever look outside of that book. Right. So that people could really understand what more information you did find from that wise guidance. Well, the... Uh it's you know now I understand why the Vatican, uh, famous over thousands of years for inquisitions, uh, did not. No one was ever allowed to read that Bible. The only one I can find was let's move up thousands of years to um, when uh, Sir Bacon was the only, supposedly the only one allowed to edit it, and he was a high level Freemason. Um, the original was Constantine. He was a known pagan, and uh, I have seen the archaeological 
drawings on the walls and the artwork and blah, blah, blah. You know, the paraphernalia that goes with it, the proof is unreal. He crowned himself Christ. He claimed that he had a vision during uh, one of his battles that God came to him and he became reborn again. Of course, he didn't get baptized until 25 years later on his deathbed. He was a mass murderer. He murdered his son and maybe one of his wives or mother. He did murder. Plus, he he was a conqueror. And he, and he knew he was losing all his people who went out and fought for him. He was losing them to Christianity. So he changed over to that to control them to go out and fight for him. So as a conqueror, he would continue to have a lot of money. If you look at his statue... It's he's it's huge. It's like a reminds you of the statues over in Egypt. He you can see where he crowned himself, and there, and there's some good documentaries on that. Very hard to find. They want you to they don't want you to find that. Um, you got to think crazy outside the box. You know that's the only way you get through this. That's the truth. Um, yeah, even got to reverse the reverse psychology at times. It's pretty right. heavy. Yeah, and I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, just what what you found really ended up empowering you more because you understood that we were being cheated out of some information yeah. that that were our God-given rights. Oh yeah, we we've all been lied to about everything. Everything. Yep. Uh, so, I'm not everything. And and these religions, including the New Age religion, were all oh. just designed to disempower and divide and conquer. Yeah. It's uh, to control the masses and to keep everybody divided, you know, because, you know, the two heads are better than one. And when you're that high-level, behind-the-scene elite, there's not as many of them nowhere near as the rest of us. Right. You so think we that there are over 400 million Americans? You know, and so they have to come up with a way to control. And they spoke about this te- technocracy um, the trilateral and all. Uh, this goes back to Carter era. And uh, in the 18, late 1800s, they knew some things were heading this way uh, space-wise. In 1885, so they removed um, uh, the Book of Jasher, the Book of Giants, the Book of um, Enoch. All that was removed. But long prior, uh, I would challenge you to find me an honest, sincere, really... Uh, knows this stuff, theologians, not all, most, they say go through what they do when they come out very jaded. They, um, there is no original Bible. There's no copy. There's no copy of a copy. The theologians who debate it for hours on stage, um, you can't, there's nobody debates them that it was all written on hearsay to them. Uh, but my grandparents taught me it was written for control of the masses, and I've even went through some bad times with this revelation thing, and blah, 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 and and it's all pieced together for me. It was really written to control us, all the technology and the holograms. They're not just 500 years in advance. They're thousands of years. All of this they already had from the thousands of years ago. I mean, it's so, all written on laws, you know, all of it. So would you say that the history of the human race has really been undermined by off-planet beings with technology way, way, way ahead of us and that they've 
given us a certain amount of technology to destroy ourselves. That's a, that's a good one. It sure does feel that way, doesn't it? I think yeah, that was pushed on all of us as, uh, you know, dangled in front of us, make life easier, because it all did come, when you think about it, in the mid to late 19, 1994, 1997, you know, cell phones were taken off, and, you know, it was all... I noticed for a few years there when I was seeing things up in the sky from Florida to Maryland and back, everyone had their head down in the cell phone. And, of course, that was for me. You know, that was, you know, gee, we're going to give me a Mind Wars thing uh, programmed into that. And they programmed the Bible into it, too. And, of course, they haven't any anti-God weapons. But um, it really, um, what was your question again, Neil? Um, get if if you see by the things that you've studied, which I know you've studied extensively and cross-referenced, yeah. that um, off-planet beings, artificial oh. intelligence, oh, yeah. and ahead of us, technology yeah. has undermined and controlled yeah. and used the human race through yeah. much more of history than we would think. Yes. Um, and, and that they also... Uh, I think you pointed out to me that Tesla had some kind of an interaction with angelic beings and or off-planet alien types that yeah. gave him information. And from what I've learned, I'm I'm really have strong feelings that are, you know, somewhat rational, analytical from what I've learned and somewhat intuitive that they purposely gave these things to people like Tesla um, because it would set up these systems, and yeah. people people like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and and the Bushes uh, and the others on that list have uh, has set up these systems with the Wi-Fi and the smart grid mesh network uh, and all that to be uh, a form of control for their oh, yeah. temporary material yes. gain. Yeah, the population. Grown but, that, and, uh, but, but that the but overview. But let's go to South Africa. Uh, that was the the that was it for me when I found Michael Teslinger and all his lengthy uh, documentaries on uh, Adam's calendar down in South Africa, and it's right there at a tremendously huge uh, crater where and then there's pyramids in the distance. And uh, that was the cradle of civilization that we are aware of that far back with solid proof, with millions of uh, circles made with big rocks. And they even found Enki's, I can't make this up, they found the burial spot for Enki's grandson maybe by under by a tree. And there's a big, they even figured out how they put it, Human, they took their genes, their genetics, their DNA. That's why we have a third strand, and it's like, what's it doing there? You know, so that's why we don't. There's nothing on the face of this earth, not even a monkey, that matches us. They, they, it's just not there. Our DNA, um, it, 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 you know. So where do we come from? Well, they use frequencies somehow between these rocks. And I'd have to see it again, but that's somehow that, and that's what they meant in the Bible, which mirrors the Sumerians that say, um, you know, in the beginning there was God and God was the word. And they say the word meant sound. 
you know, a sound, a frequency. And this is a binary universe, which we were not told about. We have a second sun. And it's binary. So that's the binary computer. Right. So yeah. if we, we, right. And AI is um, binary. Zeros and ones, digital, which is why exactly. they, why they exactly. gave the government financed, uh, we'll give you this free little digital converter box to convert your TV. Mm-hmm. So these yeah, I remember that. When they, I remember they took uh, took over the military, took over the VHF and the other one, VFW, whatever it's called. They took them over up in Maryland, and that was when things were really starting to get scary regarding uh, Bush and 9-11 and Patriot Acts and Wow, what's going on? I got people saying, haven't you seen the X marks in the sky? And I got people following me around. And I'm standing outside my house saying, well, here comes the piss parade again. And they were gang stalkers. I didn't know. I I just thought they were, I called them the piss parade. I didn't know why this (laughs) group of freaky looking people that looked robotic were following me around. And why everybody I knew changed overnight. They were all controlled. And I'm glad that I realize that now. Everybody was. So that I, when I pass on, I will not have any anger or uh, any revengeful, anything to harm. You know, I don't want to die angry, you know. I think it's yeah. really bad on our souls and the level, hopefully, that we'll uh, move up to. I don't, you know, if I have to come back here, I'd like to come back a little higher level of a human being, not to have the lousy life of this one. And I'm adamant. They've had me on this because I was left at a, one of their military bases as a baby, and I and and then that, we'd be here all day. But I'm adamant, and they tested it on me now and then. Well, it's interesting that you and I are both born in 1957, and, and it makes me wonder how many of us. I'll, I'll be 59 in a couple of months. How many of us from that era? Because a, a psychic out of the blue just said to me, you've been watched by the military since you were three. Mm. And I was talking about flying saucers one day and how Hitler had some of that technology but didn't have it weaponized, so he didn't use it in World War II. So they were way ahead, and you know, perhaps Roswell and some other incidents around the world had given this technology that was back-engineered, but um, uh-huh. I was talking with my mother, and she said, well, yeah, I believe in flying saucers. There was one outside my window one night that woke me up at 2 or 3 in the morning because the light was so bright. And, and I said, was I born yet? And she said, yes, you were a newborn in the baby in the bed right next mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I'll make uh, a comment, not to interrupt. Uh, somebody's yeah, got yeah. a comment about the Yankee story, Guest 54. It, yeah. It's not BS because... Uh, uh, this is written from the Sumerians who went down to South Africa. And let's just talk about South Africa because I, I, I came in late on the Maya crap, and which turned out to be a BS story. Uh, the dates They didn't give the dates right to the public. Right, yeah. yeah. And they sure. didn't. And uh, so, I, you know, I have read that Stitcher might have been an insider. I have no idea. I have watched the man a few times. I just never... He just never drew me as being uh I thought he was an honest guy. That's my only opinion here. I don't know. But um I it was Mike Teslinger. Now he's got film footage, he documents everything, hours and hours. You're right there with him, he takes you right down into the grass, right into the dirt, you know, he's a 
down to earth guy and he sold me. When I you know, when I can visually see something, that's proof. Right. Yeah. That's archaeological proof to me. So, and so uh so the Enki Enlil story and something about the Anunnaki and a fight over humans and Moses and the parting of the Red Sea and the blue lapis tablets that Enki yeah, left to tell us what had happened. Um, yes. And the elite being blue-blooded, they really do think that they um, really do come from there and that's why they stay intermarried and why all the kings, queens, you know, they're all really related, even though they act like maybe during Nazi Germany, they hated each other. That war was completely controlled and money, even the Bushes, you know, who were born in Nazi Germany. I think they're just puppets themselves for um, the Rothschilds and the Vatican and, you know, actually go up even over them to the uh, to the Jesuits and the Black Pope and they say there's even another group way, you know, we'll never know who the real controllers are. I have seen pet photos inside, and uh, whomever they are, you know, we'll never, we'll never know. And they are, you know, they descend from all the former Earth uh, change, uh, and I'm putting that nicely, Earth change um, catastrophes. They survive underground, and they hand this down, and they stay quiet. But they know every generation with the Coburn Bible and other texts that they removed. I looked for it. That um, and and I mean, the, I'm being honest. You know, I knew that the Bible was written by Constantine. Okay, and I know that I've been watching online. Everyone else show, oh, you know, this is true. Oh, Revelation. A lot of it I was under psychotronics. It wasn't until I beat that that um. And I got my dignity back. You started to see more clear. I, I tell you, Neil, when I lost all my my upper teeth the other day, last week, that was it for me. Yeah. I I I, I, I don't know what happened. I. But it all now it's all coming. My own thinking, my own research is coming to head, and I have no choice but to go this way because it's. When I see the facts before my eyes, it's not just a hearsay. And I compare that to everything, theologians and everything. So how old do I think AI system is? Probably, you know, it's hard to say how long they've been using it on humanity. They had it during the Lumiere uh, and the, uh, what is that, the Atlanteans? Yeah, Lumeria and and Atlantis and... uh, What's her name? Lily Kalasawa in an Alfred Weber interview said that it was like 26,000 years ago that the AI thing happened after Atlantis. Uh. And it's interesting that David Wilcock on Define Cosmos did 10 years of research and came up Uh. with that there's a raising of the frequency on Earth every 26,000 and approximately Uh. 920 years. So are we in some kind of a cycle? Well, I mean, they are either atheists or uh, they're satanically Luciferian. There's no getting around it. And they are religious about it. So it's only they know that they really only know if they know. They have the Atlantean, the um, 
Alexandra Library records. We don't. Uh, we probably only have, uh, who knows, uh, less than a tenth of less. You know, and that's why when you read the Bible, it's like, what the? You know, all my life I've had questions about it, and I have studied it. And I have, I know a TI who's almost 70. She still teaches. The only thing keeps her going in life. And uh, she doesn't come on these calls, so I won't say who she is. Highly intelligent. She studied uh, the Turan and the Bible for 16 and a half years. She's got degrees on it, the paperwork and all that. And um, she's adamant that um, there's nothing in them Bibles at all that even suggests to her who's if this is done to us on a spiritual or demonic level. She's, and then Julian McKenney has begged me recently, begged uh, for me to get off of the, um, that they're demons and all that. She's begged. And I do listen to Dr. Greer, who, who reads a letter from her. She, um, she had filed and put out online, and she, he got it from the CIA. She's angry that he didn't cite her. Um, and she's been a TI for 25 years. She knew all this was coming as a Holocaust as well. And she purposely hung around them, the the ones that are gang stalking and all, and those that are calling for it. But she hung, went out of her way to be friends with them and to figure out what kind of people are they. And she said they are desperate for us to believe a, the the illusion so that we will buy the delusion will be deluded, right. that they want us to think that they are fallen ones and demons and all, and she said they are not. Their technology is just massive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, there, and I noticed this too through the years of research that um, the terminology of whether some being is a fallen angel or an alien or a demon um, and so we would, you know, classify good angels as our helpers and guardians and all that. And they seem to show uh, the characteristics of what they've done through human history and what information that we can yeah. get on this variety. Um, but it, it, it almost seems like a loose term at this point uh, yeah. to say alien slash demon and, and that there is a lot of information that really shows that there are quite a few yeah. different other races that are on the planet and uh-huh. and some have screwed up their planets and some have screwed up their DNA and this might uh-huh. justify why on StopAbductions.com they're saying uh, women that are reporting being abducted are having babies harvested out of their womb before they're done and women are having their eggs taken and that Eisenhower had agreed to allow uh, some off-planet race to experiment with humans in exchange for technology uh, um, maybe something that really happened what's your input on that uh, uh, maybe 10 to 15 percent is probably off-planet uh, the rest is DARPA my labs and they are just thousands of years in advance. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that people were filming up in the sky, like cigar-shaped uh, you know, unknown objects, are um, more than likely my labs, uh, DARPA. And they really, really are um, 
out of this world, Star Trek. They really are. I've seen the inside pictures. And some of them that are supposedly sitting at computers. This came from a, uh, a former employee, William Ross, who befriended me. He felt so bad when he read my story of how I became a TI that uh, he made it. He didn't sign any. Re- he didn't sign any papers with them, so he didn't have a re- need a release. He made it to New Zealand. They were targeting him, and when he showed, sent me these photos, a ton of them. I was no good. So, I mean, it's like, and some of them do actually sit behind a tri triangle uh, control place with, and the computers, you know, the big screens on there and all, and they really are like sort of controlling chemtrails and humanity. Um, but um, back to AI, it appears, and I could be wrong, uh, but it appears that maybe they have. I don't know how to say this. Let's just say that the AI was considered... You know how in the Bible it says God controls evil? Yeah. That this AI system has been used as God by the elite, and they are psychotically... You know what they are. They're, if they're not Luciferian, they're just psychotic, you know? Yeah, they're out of balance to be polite. Oh, not dr- majorly drunk with their power and... Uh, you know, and the things that they do, they use humans and children like like we're nothing. We're just, we really are just like savages to them, uh, which is how they say the Anunnaki felt about us too. They, You know, they say they they were sorry they created us. Uh, you know, I guess we grew a spine and a brain and a free will. So, and so they we'll, were built, what's that? Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Well, they were building, uh, what's that, what Nimrod was, uh, the Tower of Babel. And supposedly the real story is that they were so scared that they were building up so high and maybe they were going to build a spaceship to get up there back up to them. And they didn't want humans coming back to where they were. So that's when they demolished it and made it, they fixed it so that all of us had a different tongue that, you know, scattered around the world, different languages, so we couldn't communicate. Wow. And I'm glad that my grandparents were, you know, they were the type of minister, and they loved me, and they sat me down. And I guess they didn't want to see, they had so many children, they didn't want to see their, they considered me their child. They didn't want to see me grow up, maybe, and have that Bible in their hands 24-7, and knowing, you know, at their age, I guess, in their 70s, they had realized by then that, you know, they, they knew the truth, and... I'm glad they did that. I I, I was never um, agnostic. I was never atheist. I got a cross around my neck. It's just very hard to come off of, you know, that programming. You know what I mean? So, uh, with such a unique variety of information that you've studied and, and things that you've been through and things that you've endured and your realization that there there is some kind of a good energy that's here and certainly a lot of justifications about the sources of of what the the bad energies are um how would you define what that good energy is that yeah, many, many well the targeting i have to be honest has helped me now as i reflect back i'm not saying i like it yeah. i think it's heinous we'll leave it there um 
but it, but it has actually you. helped me to figure out, wow, this technology uh, is off planet. Off, It was always unworldly to me. And uh, it's helped me to understand when I look, when I see things, you know, where it's I can visually see what they're telling me, and and they have it's not even, it's not written on a piece of paper. It's written in cave caves and on you know what do you call them uh, tablets and what have you. And it it makes sense why they hid that from us. They didn't push it. They didn't want us to know the truth, or they wouldn't have been able to hold power like they did, especially one world religion, Catholic. Oh, no due respect. I grew up with a lot of Catholics. But I knew as a teenager, my grandparents taught me the word Catholic meant one world religion. And it did. So if you look it up, word. Um, so this has helped me. It's helped me to realize, you know, I'm not going to worry about, am I going to go to hell? And I'm not worried about that now. Um, so, so I don't pro- know. What, what's that? In the process of all all that you've had to endure and all the suffering and attacks that you've been through for for obviously being gifted and and being a world class researcher, it caused you to just be more inquisitive and gather more information. Yeah. Well, when they went when they used uh, when I, they used the Bible on me big time, and that's probably because of my background, and I have read and seen other GIs. Uh, one stands that she's a nurse and she stands at a chalkboard, her and another guy, and she is pissed off. She was so angry that they used that Bible when her that she went head first, full force, took her, everything that she learned in medical school, she applied to detoxing and what have you. And I found it too late, you know, but uh, it, it, she was just as mad. And, and another one, her uh, her name is Gay. She called me and said uh, a couple times and said, "That's not our God in that Bible," and that's kind of sad. I'll leave it there. But uh, I don't agree with her on everything. But um, I don't. I now realize these Christians out here really are telling everybody that we have the mark of the beast and we're not in God's book of life. My first question I remember a few years ago was, "Where are they? You know, where are they getting God's book of life?" That's up in heaven. They open up the books, and that's when they read everything to us, our you know, our lives, good and bad, and they judge at that time, not here on earth. And I don't, you know, and the only thing I could find was that some of them were actually targeting us, just like Julia McKenney said they are. They actually think they're fulfilling some type of biblical prophecy, and I can't make that up. I have heard one of them confess it over a blog talk one morning, and he's still over on SoundCloud. A holy roller, heavy duty, Jesus Christ, and if you're not 24/7 Jesus, you're going to hell to him. And sadly, he's over there telling thousands of um, military listeners that if any catastrophe shall hit, uh, they, they're not to help anyone if they're not Christian, and and consider helping if they're a half-baked Christian. And this guy admitted. That he did flyovers over good pe- over nice women's homes. His words, I'm verbatim. But they just weren't in God's book of life, and he were getting tortured to death. But it was okay. And Julie McKenney talked about that years ago that they would do that. So you know, I don't know if that guy is MK Ultra, you know, sleeper cell kind of guy, 
He might be because it, I have heard him say that he grew up in a CIA Navy high level type of family, and they are uh, they do treat their kids uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, for for all that you know and you've been through, it's pretty unique. Um, this I, I, AI was on me as a teenager here and there. Now I get, you know, why. And it does know the future, strangely. You can go into time and come back and tell me my cousin's going to die in a car accident or my husband six months prior and the night before. I tried warning him, but he didn't. Let, he wouldn't listen. Uh, well, my my question to you, because of what you know and what you've been through, and being honest enough to say, you know, there's some things that you would say feel right, but you could right. have scientific proof. What mm-hmm. is it that you feel about this battle of duality? Um, for for those that are on the call that were, you know, most of us were raised in orthodox situations and told to believe certain things and because millions of people believe it and it's acceptable, it's human nature to just accept it as this is true um, to to end up becoming you know, getting the feeling as a kid that you're being lied to and something's wrong and then doing further research and finding out that just because millions of people are saying something does not mean it's the truth Mm -hmm. because if, if there's nothing else that you get uh, to verify scientific fact, what you did learn to recognize with your mind was ulterior motives that would justify right. the yes. actions of deception. Exactly. Right. Okay, they well, don't not do everybody anything. has yeah. that. Not everybody has that. So <laughs> they so. they don't do anything without an end to the cause, so, and it's so. going to benefit them. Now, that most they believe more than likely most of them in singularity. Uh, they put this, uh, they turned the AI, uh, they turned it against us. Uh, I know they're trying to go back. They did go back 1997. It was turned against people, me, and it turned into a, a duality, a bipolar situation where God, uh, and then, you know, where it would be God, and then maybe give you the feeling of Jesus, and then, uh, the devil, and it can do that. I mean, I've had it do it to me, and it's like, whoa, you really do feel... But I realized I was being psychotronic at that time while listening to certain... to you know, And it wants you to... Like with me, It's each one of us is programmed in it. They've got everything about us from birth. So each one of us is programmed in your... And, and the targeting in that mat will go. Like if, if you were Christian, it's going to use... You know, they're going to mind more you with that. If you're not, you know, you see what I mean? It just depends on your background, your belief system. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is It was point. used... Well, they brought it out for this time. You understand? Yeah. Um, uh, the remnants... Um, there was another one when they found that uh, they were searching for millions, later billions of microchips for the in 1984 for the remnants. And you can look that up, what the meaning, uh, what it means biblically, end times, revelation, and then just look up the word remnant, which means anyone that's, any survivors, the stragglers. So, um, 
they were it was in the planning stage even then. But this was in the planning stage. That's why they killed Kennedy. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, this is a lot of overwhelming information for for such a variety of people with different belief systems to to take in and, you know, digest and sleep on it and wake up and think about what they choose yeah. to, to accept or think or believe is real. Uh, and, I mean, probably the biggest purpose of these calls is to empower people. That's what my motive is. And truth really does bring empowerment. And it, it is an age of truth. There's a lot of truth coming out about uh, a lot of darkness. Yes. And, and it's turned out that it's really been happening through what looks like all of human history. Uh, right. which makes and it has. Sad. Uh, you know, you can see the, uh, when, uh, you know, you, concrete and all that doesn't lie. And it's ancient over there in Egypt and other areas of the world where, you know, they talked about this system being here. And you can even see where, one, they have a laptop, appears to be a laptop. There's another piece that had uh, flying vehicles that, um, and, and this isn't just some fly-by-night which I originally seen, I eventually found really, really highly credible uh, researchers that you just undeniable that they had all this technology tens of thousands of years ago. And that's just what I can see. What someone with, has shown with a camera over, you know, various people with high credibility and they really are serious about their stuff. You know, so... um We've been controlled as a humanity for a long time. It's been hidden from us. And I guess they knew, you know, the numbers of the 7 billion plus people on the earth. How do you control 7 billion plus people, especially if they all go into a state of panic at the same time? So the Bible for many, biblically, will help them for what they're about, what's about to happen, what they might see. And then other religions, you know, and then there's those of us that just figured it out. Does that help? It, it does, but, but what I'd really like all of us to digest is how do we justify uh. what we call God and what we call the devil, or if we took those words away and said what we call love or goodness and caring versus evil the yeah. the lack of caring and love. What, what, do, do you have any input on? We're in a dualistic reality, so obviously there's bad things, but there is also good things. 